Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk for lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mind. Rejects it, and I'm just back into a big old 
pile of wonderful stuff. Hallelujah. And we just thank you for that, Father. I thank you for the roller coaster ride that you place me on because it keeps me on the edge of my seat. I pray that the rest of us are able to, through through our exchange of prayers for the saints and our exchange of prayers for one another, for your supernatural strength and supernatural peace that passes all understanding, that it would not only be just on our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, but it would be infused into the very Spirit of God that exists inside of each one of us as we progress in our uh, in the walk of sanctification to be ever more filled with you dwelling in the secret place of the most high and receiving all of the gifts and all of the anointings and all of the 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 boosts and energy the the physical boosts and energy that are associated with your promises in the holy bible for the days that we have to endure ahead and we don't know how much that will be but we know that it, you know, it surely does seem awful, awful close. And that's about all I can say. For only the angels in heaven and you, Father God, know. Uh, as it says in First Peter two nine, that you know you are a, a um, you know, a holy generation. You know, and, and Father God, that that separates out by by virtue of that one verse. You know, that one verse that talks about us. Uh, you know, being a generation. You know, regardless of the uh, adjectives, adverbs, or whatever associated with that scripture, the, the very call out of that word generation helps us to be able to see past this notion that a generation can be limited to 70 years, 75, 80 years, whatever the case may be, that, and then alleviates us of the, of the, um, of the concerns, uh, you know, and the, and the proclamations and claims of our fellow brothers and sisters, which we love dearly with all of our heart, um, that, you know, that you can calculate out, you know, the time. And um, so far and thus far for the last 12 years, that has not worked out very well. Well, uh, hasn't worked out for me at all. Uh, it's a been, been a big fat zero, and um, uh, and and I praise you, Father, for helping me to learn, uh, especially through the prophecy of Brother Dan in God's Healer Seven about six, seven, eight years ago, where you spoke through him clearly and said, "Do not, you know, to, for admonished us to watch the events, the events that are taking place all over the world. They're empirical. Frequently, they're backed by um, Christian prophecy." Um, and uh, and they align beautifully with the Holy Bible. And we thank you, Father God, for that information. It prevents us from jumping on a bandwagon associated with um, stuff that looks good, stuff that looks real good, uh, that many of our brothers and sisters latch onto and embrace very powerfully and strongly because they believe that the Lord has led, them, led that to them. And that's okay. And Father, we just pray that each one of them, as they grab a hold of the Scripture, as they grab a hold of something that they, that they that encourages them, that keeps them on the edge of their seat. Father, we just pray for them. We pray that you will anoint them. We ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that there will be a supernatural touch of the Holy Spirit that will befall all of those who have been, um, you know, embracing, hugging, loving, and hungrily looking for the next pillow prophet to come out and tell them that everything is going to be okay. We pray, Father, that you will wake up our brothers and sisters that have gotten lost somewhere in those seven mountains. And Father God, to awaken the church that has become complacent while they jump around for joy and run up and down the aisles. We're not picking on our brothers and sisters, but we're just, you know, pointing out and, and clarifying the behavior for the believers as they run up and down the aisles, waving their flags and jumping for joy as the Pharisee in the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that a spirit of humility will find its way into each of their hearts, that they will seek you with fear and trembling and understand the gravity of our dynamics that exist today on, in this 
this world are far more substantial than the vast majority of our brothers and sisters understand. And it is heartbreaking for us who have taken a thousand milligram red pill, who are still trying to struggle with so many things in our lives. Father, we we thank you for uh, elucidating us to bringing to our attention the things that we need to correct in our lives and to help us in that journey through praise and worship, knowing beyond any shadow of a doubt that you are going to help us through it. You are going to eradicate those behaviors. But it is us who have to row the boat away from the rocks as we pray and believe, just like Abraham did when he raised that knife above, above Isaac. Let us have that perseverance of the persistent widow in Luke 18 and never, ever quit. Give us the strength, Father God, and give us the health, we pray, to be able to, to endure the days that we have ahead and to be at the ready for when, um, well, as far as I'm concerned, for when that big copper ball spaceship of David Doetries in his vision uh, shows up in the sky and gives us heads up that it's about time for our departure uh, to that large blue object in the sky that so many people saw in their visions and dreams. And we're just anxiously awaiting the transformation of our bodies. We're hoping beyond hope that we are part of the first watch, the first fruits, the barley harvest. Father, it's, we want nothing more. And I pray in Jesus' name. That since the scripture says where two or more are gathered together on this earth, believing that that will be, that we will be given that of which we pray. Father, I believe that I'm asking the believers that are listening to this program, whether recorded or live, to believe with me. Dear Heavenly Father, our holy, awesome Lord Jesus, King and friend, we pray, lover of our soul. Please hear our prayers. Let them not be hindered. Please, we pray that you will count us worthy to escape all these things that are coming upon this earth probably much faster than we know and stand before you at the wedding supper. We want that more than anything. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen.
right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, I um, if you feel led, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you're too busy, maybe you're, you know, not getting a lot of sleep, and you got to, like, be very careful what you pick and choose to do, then don't bother. Um, but what I did was I tossed a handful of articles up on tribulation-now.org. I think it's tribulationnow.com also works. I'm going to try that out. Let me try that out. Tribulate. Wait a minute. Tribulationnow.com. Let me see if that works. Hmm. See what it does. Tribulationnow.com. Let me, let me, yep, yep, yep. Tribulationnow.com, one word. Um, that works too. I think I got another one too, but I don't know. I got to start trimming back the fat. I'm paying for a lot of stuff that <laughs> really doesn't get used much. But yeah, tribulationnow.com does work. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, um, so I threw uh, a number of articles up there, um, just stuff that we talked about on the radio show prior. Um, you know, it's got a little bummer, bummer lamb post up there, which is kind of cool to be able to reflect back on and read again because it's, it's so touching. I've also got the uh, testimony of the guy who says he's, you know, he claims to be a whistleblower on the inside of the, you know, deep, 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 deep. He, this guy's deep. Okay. In other words, he's affiliated, according to his testimony, with the black ops people that are behind the pandemic poisoning, and he supposedly claims to know, uh, and surely seems very credible that they have injected into the um, programming of the CRISPR technology that was baked into the mRNA, you know, graphene, oxines, uh, nanoparticle creepy weirdness that's injected it it just seems never ending really seems never ending really um but anyway he claims that there's marlberg programmed into it he claims also that um with 5g they can pulse you know i don't know what he said some megahertz level or whatever and he said they could pulse it across the 5g and it would cause people to it, it would cause i guess the the graphene nanoparticles to essentially lobotomize uh the the victims and then it would also attack supposedly a part of the brain that prevents people from you know it, it the net re, the net end result would be that the individual would have a strong desire to bite flesh evidently there's a um a known sickness, I did not know this, but evidently there is a known sickness that doesn't have anything to do with the bath salts that we talked about about, you know, nine years ago where they, you know, the police picked up, you know, some individual. I think it happened. I don't know. As, as I recall, there's probably about three incidences that made it to ultimately to the news over a short period of time. One in particular I remember very well uh, was police picking up a person that, along the side of the freeway down in Miami. And they said it was bath salts. I've never heard of bath salts. So whatever, you know, they can say, you know, it's a pink, purple, polka dotted elephant marshmallows. And I'd be like, OK, fine, whatever. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, reportedly this individual was taking bites out of humans. So evidently that sickness, whatever it is and however rare it is, uh, according to this particular whistleblower, um, they have figured out through gene editing and through pulsing the 5G towers that they could cause, you know, these nanobots and stuff that are inside the vaccine and now inside the vast majority of the populace of the earth to 
attack the brain in such a fashion that the individuals that were successfully attacked would become zombie-like um, and bite people. Okay, so <clears throat> I find that very fascinating because I um, today I decided to go. Now, I didn't watch the whole thing because I'm not really not much for zombie movies. I don't like them. Okay, but um, as we know, we've had them poured down our throat like Belize Kool-Aid for forever and ever and ever. Amen. I mean, you know, you just can't get away from them. So whatever. So anyway, I put an article up there. I called it um, Marlberg Outbreak Zombie Apocalypse? Question mark with the guy's testimony. And then I also put below it um, a movie that just coincidentally has John Cusack in it. What is it with John Cusack and him being the star of such a vast array of uh, apocalyptic movies? 2012, uh, what was the name of that movie where he um, was the evil villain in, oh man, it drives me nuts. I don't want to take the time to go back and look at my apocalyptic movies list, but now that I've opened up that can of worms, I guess I will. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it's a big, big, big list. Apocalyptic movies, where are they? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so I'm looking, 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 squinting my eyes. I got to go see an optometrist now. When you get, you know, I don't know. I guess everybody's got their special age that everything breaks. But I, 61 for me is definitely the special age that everything in your body breaks. So I'm going through that right now, and it, it's it's sucking balut, balut. And if you don't know what balut are, it's spelled B-A-L-U-T. You can look it up on the internet, and it's basically uh, impregnated fetus-filled duck eggs that are buried underground until they rot, and then they walk around with little baskets of the little Filipino kids, and they go balut, and then believe it or not, they you know they buy it and they bite a little chunk out of the egg, and then they suck the rotten juices out of it. So anyway, but anyway, the apocalyptic movies, wow, the list is so humongous. But you got the 2012 movie. Um, oh, my gosh. Starman, Impact, Day After Tomorrow, Deep Impact, War of the Worlds, Independence Day, Melancholia, Knowing, The Matrix, Fifth Element, Red Dawn, Jericho, Revelation Road, Contagion, Some of All Fears, How It Ends, The Born Series, not the whole Born Identity Series, Ancient Apocalypse, um, Without Warning, The Darkest Hour, Underground Director's Cut, that's the one with Phil Schneider in it, that's amazing, Above Majestic, whoa, that's deep, uh, Third Eye Spies, that, that one's, you know, it's about the old program of uh, remote viewers, but be careful with that. Let's steer clear of that because we're getting too close to the barley harvest rapture, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to steer clear of all the remote viewing stuff because it's just too close to divination, and I, I don't want anything to do with it. But anyway, um, but it is an interesting um, – documentary on on the history of that stuff you've got uh hannah armageddon the philadelphia experiment the, the movie signs uh you know what is it with uh you know um you know all the all the movies with um um oh i can't believe i'm having a brain damage but uh there's so many of them. Battle L.A., Edge of Darkness, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson was the person I was trying to think of. Uh, and again, Science with Mel Gibson. It's like every single movie that Mel Gibson does, it's like prophetic. 
Oh, and the one that I was looking for, which also has John Cusack in it, that is unbelievably prophetic, is Utopia. However, I had to put in this list, I had to put in all capital letters, warning, extreme violence and extreme foul language. Which, by the way, it is my personal belief, I could be wrong, I'm wrong a lot, that they made it such extreme violence and extreme foul language to keep the Christians away from it. Because he didn't want him to know. But anyway, that's just my theory. Um, you, you've got American Blackout uh, from Nat Geo. It's no longer available on documentary. I have a copy of it, the original. Uh, it's, you know, who, who's to say, but it looks like, you know, that's going to become a reality sometime. We also got When Aliens Attack, which is another Net, Nat Geo documentary. Uh, ancient Apocalypse off of Netflix, which is also, it's kind of a knockoff of uh, Ancient Aliens, but focusing a little bit more on the um, uh, archaeological stuff. Uh, forecasting the end, which it, which is no longer available. You will have a very difficult time if if you're able to find it at all. That will be pretty much a miracle of Jesus. But it was called Forecasting the End, and it had uh, about 10 uh, apocalyptic documentaries that were about an hour long, and one of them was called The Effects of a Rogue Planet, which I play audio bites from on this program all the time, whatever. All right, praise God. But anyway, I did, did want to share the, the, the endless. Now, I really, what I've got to do is I'm going to get, I guess I'll do this right now because I'm just in the mood and I just don't care. Um, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's not good. Okay, hold on a second. Let me hit left. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious sakes alive. So I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm inside of it now. So I need to hit edit the post. And, um, okay, there we go. And I'm going to scroll down, and I'm going to add to the list, um, going down to the very bottom. Okay, um, Cell, uh, that's the name of the movie, Cell. Um, and it has uh, Cusack and um, another um, leads this movie about a cellular phone signal triggering a zombie zombie apocalypse all right now go ahead and add that to the list why not and hit update praise you jesus Waiting it for, I don't know why I got in a sudden mood to do some last minute updates to the website, but I did. And, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and flush the cash. But anyway, I got that one up there. I've got um, a couple of other ones. I got, remember we talked about the alien-human hybrids uh, controlling various congressional members? Well, I got those up now, so you can go and watch them doing their little mind control stuff for the congressional members. That's entitled Alien-Human Hybrids Telepathically Controlling uh, Congressional Members. Um, I've got a uh, snippet, uh, a little thingy, uh, article, if you will, mini article, of the Pfizer CEO and Katy Perry manifesting as reptilians on video. That's fascinating. Um, a couple of bits from Tucker Carlson where he basically says he, – he, he says he thinks Tucker, Tucker, Carl, Tucker Carlson says on this video clip he believes that Donald Trump will be – and yes, he used the A word – assassinated. Um, and also one that I'm going to play for you right now as we break into the news. Praise Jesus. All right. And anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and say, kids, are you ready? Yeah. 
All right, kids. What did the eel say to the chunky fish? It's time to scale it back. <laughs> chunky fish. That kind of, you know, I like fish. I can have fish on my wacky diet. Went to uh, Applebee's with my daughter. I really got to watch. She has uh, inherited anxiety disorder. So I got to be very careful what I share with her. But um, we had a good time at Applebee's. I just had to, I told the lady, I said, look, you know, I'm on a super hyper, you know, I've lost 21 pounds since September the 1st. My blood sugar is perfect. Um, my um, everything, I, I track everything electronically and I use a uh, keto mojo. That's what it's called. Keto mojo uh, for $49. You can get a meter and it does blood keto blood ketos levels and your blood sugar levels and you can manage um you know type 2 diabetes you can manage uh type 1 diabetes you can actually get rid of it if you put your mind to it you have to be dedicated like a navy seal you have to have unwavering and unbelievably powerful um self-discipline you have to be able to stand in a greek bakery full of yummy uh, pastries and not even be slightly tempted. Very few, there. I mean, it's been my experience that I, I I've only met one person that can do it. I met a lot of people that did it for a little while, but I've only met one person. His name's Russ, uh, that has been doing it for years. So kudos to Rush, praise God. Um, but anyway, I'm doing that and with the Keto Mojo meter, and I love it. And everything, all my all my trending charts are just plummeting. Down, 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 down. Last week, with no working out, because my knee thing, I have to be, it's knee and muscle atrophy, both. Because when you're down and out, and you just had knee surgery, you're not walking, you're not doing diddly, you're not doing nothing. Nothing. And what happens? Your muscles get atrophy. So I have to deal with muscle atrophy in my calves and my muscles in my legs, which means when you even so much as go for a walk on an elliptical trainer, you have to be unbelievably careful. It's a little tiny bit at a time, maybe two days, maybe only 10 minutes in an entire week. Then you got to let it heal. Then you got to try again. Then you got to watch yourself for because the pain doesn't rise up in your body, in your legs until like the second or third day after the workout. And when you got stairs to go up to get to bed or your office, it can be so agonizing, the pain that you bring on, that you're practically in tears going down the stairs while you're hugging the banister like your best friend who you haven't seen for 80 years or whatever, you know what I mean, for a very, very long time. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Kids, how does a pilot take his hamburger? He takes it plane. The pilot takes his hamburger plane. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so last night I, I tried uh, going to sleep without any herbal supplements at all. Just wanted to see. And the other thing I found out was that when you're on this diet, which is brutally strict, I found out that you can become extremely exhausted. I mean, clinically exhausted. Even while you're in ketosis, you can be at a 2.5, nearly a 3 in ketosis, which means you should be, I mean, so full of energy you can't see straight, you know. And um, But 
I found out that if you're not getting the enzymes from greens, from fruits and vegetables, it can trick your body into becoming ill-balanced. You know, all of your working parts don't balance. Your chemicals don't balance. Things don't balance right. And it can cause fatigue that cannot be quantified. I mean, literally clinical fatigue where you, you really should be in a hospital. It's that severe. Well, I didn't know that. So I found this stuff called uh, soup. Oh, gosh, it's called green green and red or red and green superfoods or something like that. And um, it's got these little scoops in it. Well, whatever. But the cool thing is it doesn't have any carbs in it. So I can take uh, a tablespoon of MCT oil, a little bit of water, and a scoop of this stuff and get all the enzymes that I need for that. So I'm hoping that that over time will make me have sustained energy throughout the entire day. Because I, other than going to the optometrist and figuring out why I have these shifts in vision quality, um, I've got to get that fixed as well. Praise God, because, you know, it is what it is. So, um, kids. What do mermaids wash their fins with? The tide or tide. You know, tide, like your mom uses. Okay, maybe she doesn't use it, but let's pretend anyway. All right, I'll take it. Praise God. And on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, folks. Now, I'm just going to say this. All right. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a little mini trumpet fanfare and try not to blow my eardrums out. All right. Good enough for government work. (laughs) Where'd they come up with that? No, I know where they came up with that. I worked, worked with the government way long too many times. All right. So anyway... I'm just going to share this with you. It's an observation. Can you take it to the bank? You cannot. Does it have a margin of error of potentially 500%? It certainly does. Um, Then why am I sharing it with you? It's, you know, only because it's kind of like um, I'm hooked on a feeling, (laughs) you know, a little bit of old Boston there. I'm hooked on a feeling, kind of. Anyway, um, but it may be totally wrong. Totally wrong. I mean, wrong as wrong can be kind of thing. But that's okay. All right? I got my crows queued up. I'm ready to eat crow soup, crow souffle. And if I could have candy, I would have my crow dots. You know, if you don't mind picking licorice candy out of your teeth for like, 20 minutes after you eat your first handful. But anyway, I, I got the crows. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, they see me rubbing my, my my fork and knife together. So we're all good there. But I'm going to share this with you. I sure am getting a lot of input. See, 
I do my doom scrolling, but I don't doom scroll for the reason that other people necessarily doom scroll. In fact, I quite frankly don't especially like to doom scroll. Now, in the beginning, I did because I was like, wow, look at all this material for the radio show. It's overflowing. But doom scroll, I don't have time or energy. Now, hopefully the super greens and, and reds will boost my energy for the evening. I'm praying it will. I hope it will. But I just, you know, it ends up being a part of my morning routine. And it's just an awful way to start the morning. You really want to start the morning on a very positive note. And I do. I really do. But unfortunately, the last, I don't know, hour of my time, you know, after I do my workout, after I take my, you know, after I take my shower, after I take all, uh, you know, so many vitamins that uh, GNC calls me to borrow stuff when they run out of stock. It's insane. Um, you know, a little bit of a tongue in cheek thing there. But anyway, um, you know, then after that, I, um, you know, I go take communion and then I, you know, use that awesome gift that the Lord gave me, the golden cup of forgiveness. And I, pray for at least one continent of people using spiritual warfare tactics, which I feel strongly about. Um, and then after that, I grab a pillow. It's a, um, you know, one of those uh, memory, it's a very, very thick memory foam pillow. And I get on my knees. I know I shouldn't do it technically because of my men meniscus surgery. According to the PhD and PT that I found, he said it doesn't heal fully until a year. So you better watch your P's and Q's. But, you know, when it comes to praying, I'm I'm sorry. that I'm just not giving in on that. I'm getting on my knees. Um, but anyway, uh, and, you know, then, you, you know, I personally do a lot of spiritual warfare on my knees as well as pray for fellow brothers and sisters. I pray for you, the listeners of this radio show, very continuously. But anyway, um, that routine usually ends up providing that I don't have any surprises in my morning routine, which does happen. Um, if I don't, then I, I will frequently have about 45 minutes to an hour at the very tail end of, of that morning routine where I will do some very quick checking just to make sure that Chicago is still there and there isn't a you know, warm glow of a 10, ton, 10 megaton thermonuclear bomb that went off. Um, you know, I really do believe with all of my heart that Rachel Baxter did hear from the Lord and that what Rachel Baxter was shown was the ground-based nuclear explosion, which, by the way, is prophetically captured by the movie Some of All Fears. So there appears to be a prophetic movie associated with Every single one of the major events, Utopia covers the pandemic thing very well. Jericho, the TV series, covers the multiple ground-based nuclear bombs that are going to go off across the United States, covers that highly prophetically, must watch. The, the TV series Impact, which is now, um, you know, if you have like a fire TV, you can search on it and you'll find Impact. I think it's on like Plex or, I don't know, Freebie, Freebie, whatever, but it's there. And um, that's going to teach you a whole lot about brown dwarfs and might be highly prophetic in the sense that a lot of the things that happen in that 
series appear to be plucked right out of the Holy Bible during the trumpet judgments, which is long after we're gone. Even the wheat harvest is gone by then. Um, So anyway, um, it's just really important. To me, I want a well-rounded understanding. I want it all. I'm sorry, but if that perturbs anybody or bothers anybody, I'm sorry. I apologize. I, if I if I bother you, I'm sorry. I don't want to bother anybody, but I do want to inject as many disparate. Disparate means unconnected. They don't know each other. The source is on different parts of the earth. There's no collusion. There's no discussion amongst them. It's not. They're not being influenced by a YouTube channel with comments or a Facebook channel with comments. Okay. They're literally operating on their own, hearing from the Lord, or it's just some coincidence, like the movie Cell. The coincidence associated with that movie and the whistleblower testimony about, uh, you know, the vaccinated, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccinated, having this trigger for Marlberg and uh, potential zombie apocalypse, that would explain a lot. That would explain why the CDC and other websites have had for years zombie apocalypse pages. I've, I've thought all these years that was ridiculous, ridiculous. And then when this whistleblower came forward, I was like, I had to backpedal. I was like, you got to be joking me. Come on. And then to see the prophetic movie with John Cusack again, which seems to be the hero or the heroine of every, not every major prophetic, but a whole lot. My goodness. So anyway, um, I blew the trumpet fanfare because... I am getting a pretty, I don't know what you want to call it, strong feeling that things might get really intolerably ugly in 2024, and we might be evacuated in the year of 2025, and and that uh, the Tom Horn book entitled Zeitgeist 2025 might not be an accident. But please acknowledge that I said might and bold it, 40-point aerial bold, make the ink red and flash it. Because we don't know. Only our Father does. We don't know. God could drag this out so long that we're just, you know... (laughs) I won't say it, but, you know, we all know what it's like to feel so beleaguered, dismayed, out of energy, exhausted. I mean, I know a guy half my age, you know, actually, I call him West Coast Walter, and he's like, well, you know, I started working out, I'm pushing myself on aerobics, I'm trying to do high-intensity training and this, that, and the other thing, and and I'm like, well, what's causing all this? You know that won't help you to lose weight, because only fast walking does now, you know, according to all the experts, which is fine for me. Because it's about all I can do with the knee thing. And uh, he goes, I'm just sick and tired of being exhausted all the time. So evidently this is a, this is a, uh, it's, it's a, I don't know, exhaustion seems to be this 
attribute, characteristic uh, that is very common, um, uh, and I don't know if it's sociological, in other words, a combination of physical and uh, mental, you know, maybe it's like humongous amounts of stress combined with um, physical impact, because stress has a fantastically bad, bad impact on the human body. I mean, it's really bad, As, you know, and I'm not going to get into all the ifs and buts because that's like, you know, <laughs> hours of discussion. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just wanted to share that with you because I cannot escape the amount of input that I continuously receive that strongly, strongly indicates, but might not be true, but does strongly indicate it's something big, maybe even, maybe even, because think about it. They're talking about the UAPs. They're talking about the UBEs, you know, the, the biological entities and all this kind of stuff. You know, and then I looked up the word demonic because some Christians take offense. If you tell them they're not demons, they get all offended. The, the thing is you have to look up the word, and you've got to be really good with the English language, and very few people are. Very, very few people are. There's a very big difference in the word demonic and the word demon. Are demonic. They're not demons. <laughs> okay. But that's okay because the average person would have no idea that there's any relevant difference between the two words in the first place. So naturally, they're going to call them demons. And I used to think they were too. But it's irrelevant. At the end of the day, they're the bad guys. Who cares about it? We're not going to – it ain't like we're going to walk out in our front yard and go, wow, there's a whole armada of holy watchers. Come on, you guys. Land in the front yard. Let's have a party. Let's sing Kumbaya and wait for Jesus. It ain't going to go down like that anyway. So at the end of the day, it really is six of one, half dozen of another. Who cares? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, on that note, let's move through the rest of the story for tonight. Here we go. All right, praise God. I'm just going to go ahead and kick this off and let you hear it because we're going to run it. We, we, we'll, we may run out of time, but you know what? That's okay. We can do like we do with Gary and come back in after Gary's segment, which is awesome, and then uh, just finish it up, whatever I wasn't able to get to. So let's hit it. This is Tucker Carlson at a uh, college university uh, podium talking to an unknown number, probably a large number, of listeners. Let's go ahead and pull this up. There we go. So they've done everything they can by legal means, which are, in fact, extra legal means, if we're being totally honest, completely third world stuff, to take the opponent out of the race, and they're still losing. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. This is not going to be a race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I would bet my beloved fishing camp in Maine that that is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So what will happen? Well, I don't know. One of like 400 distinct other possibilities? I mean, I just can't even, you know, pick one. By the way, if it's Gavin Newsom, we all should be very, very concerned. That guy's scary, and I mean it. I mean it, scary. 
Yeah, but that's a whole separate conversation. But the point is, this, is, this will be forced. These issues will be forced soon, like in a year. And the road from here to November of 2024 is going to be filled with developments nobody in this room could foresee. I can promise you that. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's, you know, it's only leadership of the world at stake, which is also, by the way, we now know the most lucrative possible political franchise in human history. So everything's at stake. What wouldn't they do? What haven't they done? What might they do next? Let your imagination run wild. So the question, the only one that you can answer is, how will you prepare yourself for that? And because that really is the only question. And, and I mean, I just, my, my answers to that in my own life, I'll tell you what I think. One, be a little bit more serious. You know, like, take this seriously. Much as you want to retreat and pretend everything is fine, sit down. It's not fine. Okay? Two, you know, maybe if you look across at the people you despise, the small group of people running this country, it is small, it does not represent most people in America, it doesn't represent anything close to a majority at all. Again, just to restate, Donald Trump, who is hated as a blood enemy by over 40% of the population, and who's been attacked in ways that no political figure has ever been attacked in the West, is beating the incumbent president, okay? I'm not sure that's entirely an endorsement of Trump. To some extent it is, and his empathy, that's real. But it's also a sign of revulsion, deep dissatisfaction with what we're doing. So most people are not on board with this. But the people who are responsible for it are the most dishonest, the most ruthless, the most anti-human group I've ever dealt with. And I spent 35 years living in Washington. I don't even recognize these people and what they're doing. I really don't. It's so dark. They're doing things that can't even, on an academic level, conceivably help the United States or the population that lives here. Letting in 7 million people from the poorest countries in the world illegally and then immediately putting them all on public benefits? I mean, that right there will destroy the country. And they did that on purpose. So these are really, really dark people, the darkest. So I need to be the opposite of that. And I'm not a super good person. The last thing I would do is claim to be. But this is, this is the moment to try a little harder to be a little bit better. This is not the moment to be drunk all the time. This is not the moment to tell lies. As they go lower, go higher. And there are many reasons for this. And one is spiritual. Let's be totally honest. I do think this is a spiritual battle. There's no political explanation for it whatsoever. But one other reason is for the way that you feel about yourself. When you're honest, you are proud of yourself. When you're honest, you are strong. When you lie, you become weak. That is true. Tell a lie, you become weak. Why do you lie? Because you're hiding something. Because you believe that the people around you knew what you really thought or said or did, they would think less of you. That diminishes you. Your power ebbs when you lie. Tell the truth. Live. All right, praise God. And that, that munched up a good four minutes, but it was, I think it was worth it. Um, you know, and uh, anyway, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Now, you remember that Kevin McCarthy, um, and for those of you, again, I, I apologize for the Babylon the Great focus um, of this program, but like it or lump it, 
I know that if you're in Belgium, you might be worried about the Russians. I know that if you're in Spain, you're probably worried about all the immigrants that are being shoved on your beaches. I, I get it. And I don't blame you. But from a Bible standpoint, from an end of the world, Jesus is coming standpoint, Babylon the Great is, is it, the pivot point. This country is sick, twisted, demented, homosexual-filled, LGBT drag queen filth that this country has become. Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer at the Grammy Awards with dead babies and, 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 and Satan and blood sacrifice everywhere, adrenal chrome. This country is the foulest, the deepest, darkest, lowest part of, of Dante's Inferno. It doesn't get any darker, and it's all over the Holy Bible. And until you get that, then, you're not, then you don't get it. You don't understand. You're looking at all the wrong stuff. Okay. So anyway, McCarthy is very evil. He's part of the Bohemian Club, the Bohemian Grove. We know that. Matt Gates came out. I played that uh, on the last program, you know, saying there's no way I'm going to give up. Matt Gates is in breach of all of his agreements. Or, I'm sorry, McCarthy's in breach of all of his agreements, blah, blah, blah. He, he delivered the argument against this. Uh, whatever, Maria woman. I agree with Lauren Peterson. Her voice just makes my ear. I just want to, oh. Clean shrimp fork, help me. Um, but anyway, guess what? So after all that was said and done about the money and the holding off and the and the government shutting down and all that kind of stuff, McCarthy and his Bohemian Grove Satan worshiping, baby killing, blood drinking entities that are, you know, friends with him obviously, and Gates is right. Um goes around the Congress and cuts a secret deal to give millions and millions and millions of more money to Zelensky. So he circumvents the process. He breaks. He's in breach of following congressional rules. So this here is Representative, oh my goodness gracious, Mike Bost. Mike Bost. Um, and I'm just going to play this. This is him flipping out, okay, over um, – hold on a second. Let me just zero in my eyes. This is how millions of people feel. It's just going to take them all to stand up and say enough is enough. Now, hold on a second. Murphy, Murfreesboro, Republican at Murfreesboro. I don't know where that is. Hold on. Let me double check my math before I stick my foot in my 12, my size 12 and a half, uh, close to 13 foot in my mouth. Hold on a second. Um, Mike Bost. There, there it is. Murfreesboro. And Representative Mike Bost, Congressman Mike Bost. Central Chestnut Street, um, Washington, D.C. Okay, so it goes in. So it looks like, okay, so I just wanted to, oh, he's Illinois. Evidently, he's for Illinois. Now, listen to listen to this guy. Okay, I wasn't, like my mom used to say, I wasn't born under a rock and I wasn't born in a barn. I've been listening to C-SPAN. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos, I suppose. And... I've never seen anything like this. I've seen this in like Iran's Congress. I've seen it in like, you know, the Pakistani and, you know, that kind of stuff where they break out into a, a complete brawl, punching each other out. But listen to Representative Mike Bost in regard 
to what McCarthy did. Just listen to him. This is like nothing that I'm aware of ever happened in the United States Congress since 1776. Listen to this. Not the American way. These damn bills that come out here all the damn time come out here in the last second. I got to try to figure out how to vote for my people. How ashamed are you? You should be ashamed of yourselves. I'm sick of it. Every year we give power to one person. It was not made that way in the Constitution. He was around when it was written. Now we give it, we pass rules that stop each one of us. Enough! I feel like somebody trying to be released from Egypt. Let my people go! My God, they sent me here to vote for them! They sent me here to vote for them, to argue for them! But I'm trapped. I'm trapped with my rules that have been forced down our throats. Folks! We live in a democracy, but not here, but not here. So you go back and you tell your people, I'd like to do that, but the speaker has so much power, so much control, and each one of us doing their districts and have to go back and say that. And you can say on your side of the aisle, oh, no, no, that's not the case. But yes, you do. All of us know you've got to deal with it. When's it going to stop? Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you could see that guy flipping out on the floor of Congress, he takes he takes bills and various congressional papers. He has a stack of them. He throws them up in the air and then he punches them and they go flying all over the place. I mean, there is and then there were people behind him in the Congress chambers, congressional chambers applauding him while he was flipping out because the country's gone. The United States is no longer a republic. I'm sorry if that offends you or makes you feel bad or boo-hoo-hoo and Trump's going to come and save the day and parachute into the Oval Office because Captain Kirk beamed him in and you know, and blah, 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 and all this stuff that people have been prophesying, which none of it has come true. Not any of it has come true. And what? Let's see. Hmm. Let's go back. 2017 to 2018, 2018 to 2019, 2019 to 2020, to 21, to 22, to 23. In six years, not one of the pillow prophets' prophecies, not one, has come true. And before we bring on Brother Gary, praise Jesus, um, uh, what a blessing that guy is, man. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, um, the Daily Beast reports, because this is connected to the rant that you just heard on the congressional floor by Mike Bost. Um, the Daily Beast has as a headline, it says, Representative Matt Gates, I will force a vote to can McCarthy this week. Now, what we're going to find out, just letting you know, you've got to understand how to read these satanically possessed entities. Okay, it is just like the movie They Live from the 80s, and the reptilians are all over the the, the House of Representatives. They call them Muni Party or whatever. They they got names, you know. I prefer reptilian. I do. Let's call you know call them what they are. 
And if they're not reptilians, they are completely owned by the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate. Completely owned. And they're either owned by money or they have photographs of them at Epstein Island. They do that a lot. Or they have gotten phone calls in the middle of the night saying that we are going to cut off little Susie's fingers one by one if you don't do what we say. But they own, it's just like Goodfellas. It's just like Godfather. It's just like that. But it's, anyway. So Gates is going to try to force the vote to get rid of McCarthy this week. Now listen, please, closely. This is very important. All right. Um, This is a litmus test moment here, folks. Now I already know what the answer is. I'm going to tell you what my prediction is. All right. You ready? I'm going to tell you what my prediction is, and we'll see. I'll just leave it at that. You know, I'd like to offer everybody uh, a crispy Ben Franklin, (laughs) if I'm wrong, but I'm not going to go there. Um, Now, uh, but this is my prediction. We are about to discover how many reptilians are in or controlled by the satanic, the global satanic crime syndicate, we are about to find out how bad it is in the United States House of Representatives. Because when Matt Gates puts that, forces the vote for them to throw McCarthy out of the speaker position, when it, by a significant, I would even argue probably landslide majority, is voted down and McCarthy maintains his speaker position, what you know from that is that the House is utterly owned by some people in their meager sort of a view would say things like, oh, they're owned by George Soros. George Soros is so so far down the food chain, it ain't even funny. The top of the food chain is Lucifer. His name is Satan. Then you got the Draco reptilians. Okay, these are fallen seraphim. Okay, then you got, uh, you know, you got the regular reptilians, the greys. You've got, you know, uh, you know that Bill Deagle saw uh, Hillary Clinton and that she was a nine foot tall Draco reptilian. But she drinks a lot of blood, a lot of adrenochrome, which allows them to manipulate the mass in this particular hologram. And so they can take on the shape of humans, which, by the way, is captured in the Testament of Reuben, the Testament of Amaran, and also the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. So it's all in the, the uh, texts that are, have a, you know, the historical texts of the Egyptians and books that come out of our Dead Sea Scrolls. The information is unimpeachable. Thank you, Jesus. And it, it's, it's, all, it's a game over. Okay? The infiltration, the cancer isn't stage four. It's stage eight. Okay, so, um, you know, if we were to play a game of what if, what if Donald Trump was beamed by Captain Kirk directly into the Oval Office and SEAL Team 29 comes paratrooping down and they go right through the glass 
and they arrest everybody, which, of course, there's people out there that actually believe this is going to happen. Okay? They arrest the Clintons. They arrest the Pope. Uh, they arrest Obama. They arrest them all. They grab them all by the short hairs. They grab Pelosi. They grab her husband. They grab Hunter Biden and Biden, you know, whatever that thing is. And they grab them all, and they put them in Guantanamo Bay, and they start to waterboard them. It's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, just before we bring, in brother Gar- bring on Brother Gary, all right, let's just, you know, for the sake of grins and giggles, let's just pick up line three here. It's flashing on the red phone. Here we go. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Thank you, Mr. Beck, for bothering to call into the show. We really appreciate you, brother. All right, God bless you. And on that note, let's bring on Brother Gary. Powerful program, always. We thank him so much for joining us, and here we go. Praise God. Brother Gary, are you there? I absolutely am, and uh, so happy to be back again tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here like ranting on, uh, you know, keep on my ketogenic diet energy surge <laughs> about all this crazy stuff going on. And then you come on. I love it. And you got this like so, so kicked back. It's like. Ah, you know, hey, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. And I, <laughs> I just absolutely love it. The, the contrast is yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> it's uh, absolutely my pre- my pleasure to be here. So, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch a little bit more on. Uh, different terms of what they call the uh, draconians, as you call them, or the serpent reptiles or the spurious offspring of the seraphim uh, and the visible ones on the earth. So I think people are going to like the show tonight. It's uh, chapter 47 of the book called The Disciples of Light. And we're going to talk about what that means to them and what it means to us. And I'm going to open up tonight with a quote out of the second book of Corinthians that I lead the chapter with. And it says there, for such men are false apostles, deceitful men, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Is it not surprising then, if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve? So this is uh, kind of what uh, was being discussed a little bit earlier. And there's invisible ones and there's visible ones, and uh, they are all in the same cause. So the invisible ones that are talked about uh, that Satan would be leading from the spiritual realm, from the fallen angels and the seraphim and all the watchers and all the other ranks of angels that would have rebelled with them, Um, What they're doing, the ones that are not in the abyss, and that includes Satan, they have managed over the millennia in this age of the Adamites 
to persuade, brainwash, teach, lead people away from God and to make them believe that uh, everything that the pantheon of God says, the pantheon of God state and teach is absolute truth. And so they continually feed this doctrine and the ones who lead the visible ones on the earth that answer to the visible to the invisible ones, particularly at the adapt at the adept level or the priest level, uh, they are initiated into these higher level of mysteries and they lead all of the organizations all around the world that control every aspect of our life. We are like Israel in uh, the Sea of Gentiles. We are Christians are in this ocean of Gentiles and we're looking for that island that Israel once had. And that island is going to be coming, but it's going to be the whole earth in the millennium. But in the meantime, we need to understand that we are awash in their world that Satan leads. And so chapter 47, the Disciples of Light, talks about these groups, organizations, religions, not just in North America, in Europe, all around the world, that have organized like a Leviathan with all of their different reaches around the world, this Leviathan serpentine organization reaches into all aspects of our lives and is working towards their desired end. And so when we look at some of the organizations that are probably a little bit more familiar with us, we're familiar with communism. That's, comes out of something called social masonry created by the masons and there's different groups of masons you have freemasons at the lower level that most people are familiar with you have masons that are at the adept level and you have ancient masonry so and the royals are part of the ancient masonry the descendants of the reptilian offspring of seraphim that lead this world and they run the government and they run the religions and Communism was one of those systems that were created by the Gnostics, which is part of the secret societies. It's the religion of the secret societies. They've changed and morphed it to over the ages, over the last centuries, to the Theosophy Society, the Theosophical Religion, and or the New Age. And they may even have some other names, but there are greater sort of organization of this Gnosticism that they like to call global Gnosticism that I've talked about in shows past. And they created social masonry that created communism, that created national socialism, that created socialism, that created anarchism. All of these left-wing things that we see today that we recognize as progressivism because progressivism was the parallel group during the say the teens of the 1900s the 1920s 1930s and up to the 1940s which we understand as progressivism so anything that's got to do anything with progressivism is like national socialism now they haven't created technically in north america yet a genocide so i would like to call them pre-genocidal national socialism and they're going to try and bring this national socialism to a global scale 
And so Gnosticism, as communism likes to do, is they like to reduce Jesus to a mere historical figure. Uh, they'd like to dismiss him completely, but they know they can't. But as recognized as a historical figure would be a mortal prophet, but not the deity status that Christians hold to, not to the Jehovah of the Elohim status, and not to the Word of God status, and certainly not to the Son of God as he's entitled in the New Testament. Islam, uh, which will be folded into the coming Babylon religion, as well as most of Christianity, except for those who hold true to the Word of God and testimony of Jesus, um, also look at Jesus as a mortal prophet, but certainly not the Son of God. Science and education likes to dismiss Jesus as a historical figure. Um, some even like to dismiss him completely as they raise all sorts of arguments to suggest that maybe Jesus didn't exist as well. But again, they are willing to accept him as a mortal figure. And many of our church churches today, you know, they teach the Bible in an, inter- an interpretive way that whether or not Jesus resurrected or not is not the issue. It is just the principle of it. And that the New Testament and the Old Testament isn't trustworthy, but it's the values and things that are in there that is important, which is why they don't teach the whole Bible. Not that the, not that the values and, and the doctrines that they're teaching are bad. It's just taught without context of prehistory, which everything we understand today comes out of. And where we're going in the end time, because the end time is the resolution to what happened in prehistory and with the creation of the Adamites. So none of that is taught. And so Christianity as such, with the infiltration of the Gnostics, which infiltration of the interpretive approach, which is polytheism, they interpret everything, which is why they have allegories and symbols and everything like that. That's all part of their mysticism. You have to be an adept to understand these allegories and hidden meanings and hidden truths, as they like to phrase it. So Christianity is being degraded at all levels, in all denominations, and in whether it's Protestantism or it is Catholicism. And we need to be aware of this. And those leading our churches are not preparing the flock for the end time. Just when Christians need the leaders the most, they're going to fail us. And they are preparing Christians for the great deception. And there's going to be unimaginable deceptions and delusions that they're going to bring upon the world. False miracles, false apocalypses, false Armageddons. You can't imagine introduction of aliens, all sorts of different things that is just going to turn everything upside down and inside out. Another term we're going to touch on a little bit later. So Christianity has been banned from education because it's the Gnostics, it's the polytheists that are the puppet masters behind everything and have presented secularism and said that education and science is objective and has is, has banned the Christian influence, period. 
because they know that their objective is to lead people away from God. Just as the seven sciences were created to lead people away from God, to not give God credit for anything, to degrade and besmirch God and Jesus, and to lead people ultimately through these deceptions to worship Satan with the help of the disciples of light, which are the visible ones on the earth. And so if we understand that our education and everything we have is run by them, just as we live in the sea of Gentiles and the sea of the beast nations and the sea of polytheism, this ought not to surprise us. And we can see it if we want to open our eyes and look at it. And many have. It's just that it has a, a deeper, wider influence than most people think. And that uh, we have organizations that are run by these groups, not just the education, not just the justice system, not just everything that we see, but we see also groups that are working and doing their tactics for them, like we have the understanding of evolution that's taught. Again, they don't believe in evolution. They believe in the evolution of a spirit to godhood, but that's not the evolution they teach in schools, but it's brainwashing and preparation and it's designed to lead people away from God and to put doubt into faith, which is why they always have to try and discredit the Bible so that they they continually try and seed wedges in your faith. Environmental globalism. That is probably the biggest thing that we see today and it's designed to lead us away from God and using contrived catastrophes and apocalyptic predictions and scare tactics and brainwashing and to overwhelm you to say, oh, well, it must be right, even though there's nothing they can do to stop the melting of the icebergs. They've been melting since the last ice age, and they'll continue to melt no matter what we do. And we'll go back to the state of the earth, and I don't care how old you think it was, but it'll go back to the state of the earth before there was icebergs. So even in their age, it, they're trying to prevent what was the way it was to what it should be in its, in its sort of natural state. But they want to use that to get control over us. And everything is about getting control for these globalist goals that they have to bring in a universal religion and world government and bring on their antichrist and our children it's at a point right now where they have absolute control over their values they're teaching polytheism doctrine within the schools and so they're more easily persuaded because they're brought up in already receptive and or already committed polytheists, even though they may not recognize themselves as a polytheist. And politics are dominated by these globalists, by the Satanists, by the secret societies. You know, we know of the Freemasons, and they are very much at work in politics. Most of the presidents have been Freemasons. Most of the people who created the Constitution were Freemasons. You have 
in the modern world, you have the Committee of 300 that the Davos crew answers to, that the Bilderbergers answer to, that uh, the B-20 answer to, that the IMF answers to, that the Rothschilds answer to, to the World Bank that uh, is is answering to, and a whole bunch more branches that come out of that Thalamic tree trunk organization. You have the CFR that are globalists. The Trilateralist Commission is globalist. The Bohemian Grove is globalist. And they pick the leaders for the U.S. coming out of there, and they answer into the Illuminati. We are fully occupied by every organization that they have, and they're all polytheists these organizations and they're all uh, within orders within orders. And it's just, it's an, it's an amazing, astounding organization that is set to bring about the end time. And they want to bring about the end time before the ordained time, but they will accept the ordained time and uh, that uh, they'll be permitted to succeed in their goals. In the meantime, they're going to be a little bit frustrated, but that doesn't mean they're not going to continue to double down and increase the tribulation against the saints around the world. That's going to continue. You need to know why that's going to continue, because they want to get there first, because they want to degrade God and be able to say, we've changed the times as Antichrist is talking about, and therefore the God of the earth is not. The God of everything is not omnipotent, and he's equal to Satan one of their key doctrines. And so globalists are plotting to destroy Christianity in this. So like the Illuminati, one of their objectives other than world government is is to bring down Christianity, not totally destroyed. They want it so watered down. They want it so polluted. They want it so corrupted that they want to be able to reshape it in under as a branch religion uh, of all the other religions, along with all the other religions around the world under the Babylon religion, then that will then be replaced by Antichrist religion. And all of these groups are working for globalism and also adding aid to the destruction of Christianity. We see it. They've got the Christian churches exactly where they want them to be to start to increase the level of deceptions in preparation for, for world government. Fortunately, they don't control the timetable. They will fold Christianity in, and they'll start to do that by bringing about alleged proof, fake proof, because everything they do is fake, that Jesus was not crucified to the death. They may say he was crucified. They may not even say he was crucified. But they're going to say he was not resurrected. Because they deny the resurrection. Angels don't deny the resurrection. Fallen or loyal. Only their spurious offspring do. And only humans do. Because they get humans and their offspring to get the blood on their hands. And the blame on their hands. They were coached by the fallen angels, but they know the power of God. They don't do any of this. They get people who don't know the true power of God to do it because they've led them away from God. That's why they do it. They think that he's not as powerful as what the Christians believe. And they are going to 
not dismiss Jesus. They want him reduced to be prophet status. They want to call him as one of many prophets sent to the earth to help humankind on their way to godhood in the physical world, not eternal immortality, to be raised like angels, to be like angels in the future world where you can go into any dimension, including heaven. So they want Jesus to be one of those disciples of light that is one of their disciples of life, which is why Gnosticism drafts them as a great teacher and a prophet, but mortal. And so when you hear a Gnostic saying he's Christian, they actually have what they believe in their branches, Gnostic Christians, where they they raise Jesus to a, a very esteemed teacher prophet sort of status. And they want Jesus to be like the avatar of Buddha as an incarnation of Vishnu, and that Jesus was incarnated, as Antichrist will be incarnated. It's that Christ consciousness concept that they're brainwashing the world with today. They believe that Buddha was a disciple of light, a disciple of Vishnu in this case. They believe Confucius was a disciple of light, a disciple of the dragon creator gods, fallen seraphim, reptilian angels. Muhammad is a disciple of life in the polytheist belief system. Moses is drafted as one of those disciples of life, and they really like to reinvent Moses's uh, heritage, and I, I talk about this in the last half of, of the book, whereas that is the joining of or the route back to uh, Judaism, Muslim, uh, uh, Islam, and Christianity. They all three have that as that connection, and they'll use that to deceive people as well. That will be coming as part of the deceptions that they do. Abraham as well fits in that same aspect of uniting the three to bring them folded back into polytheism through the various Gnostic for Christianity, mystical um, invasions. You have mystical Judaism like Kabbalism, Ascenic, Fabians, Mandaeans, that type of belief system that is part of the mystical Judaic sect that that corrupts the monotheist sect. And of course you have Sufis in, in Islam, which are that same type of Gnostic polytheist religion that the Templars base their organization on. And that these disciples of light claim themselves as come to enlighten the world with light. A disciple of light, enlighteners, illuminate. Those are words that these visible ones of the invisible ones who are against Christians, against Jews, against Israelites, against God, against Jesus will use. And they're sent to help humankind evolve into gods in the physical plane. That's why they always refer to soul and never refer to the spirit. There's a soul, spirit, and body that you need to understand to understand this world. But that's another show, so we're not going to dive down that rabbit trail, although it's tempting. We only have so much time, so I'll continue and I'll stay on track. So once Christianity is destroyed through this false evidence that there was no resurrection that they will have and that he actually survived to have descendants, look for that as well, because there will be a pedigree to the Antichrist that is going to want to 
have as part of that mesos a bloodline that is scioned into various reptilian offspring of the seraphim angels that they call a scioning and they'll have bloodlines that they'll present to say that their dragon messiah their reptilian messiah is the true messiah and here's his pedigree and it's not just enough for them to lead people away from Jesus and to God. That's the first goal, to make them vulnerable for more deceptions. They want to lead people to Satan. And with what they're doing, it creates their door, their portal, their opening to lead people to Satan on their timetable. And as an adept in Freemasonry, they learn at the first degree of a depth level, third degree in the York Rite or the old system, 33 degrees on the Scottish system. They learn who Satan is, that, that their God is Lucifer, whom Christians call Satan. And so the adepts and the priests and the false come from the adept level as the true enlightened ones as they become more visible. We might look at them as sorcerers. And wizards, they like to call themselves that because that's the language of their priesthood. And they will lead the world astray as Babylon will with sorcery. That comes out of the seven sciences, like the pharmakaya. That sorcery comes from there. But sorcery is also used in conjunction with magi in the New Testament. So you need to take those kind of words back to Greek to know which they're talking about, pharmakaya or magi-like wizards and sorcerers and necromancers. And that they want to lead people first to to worship the ancient pantheon, the wandering stars, the seven wandering stars, and then to Satan. So first with Babylon, and then with Antichrist, and the new religion that Antichrist introduces. And all of this is that enlightening. It's that steady progress, that progressive movement of illuminating that they so fondly believe in with all of their hearts. I sometimes wonder whether or not their faith is stronger than Christians. Not all Christians, but I think they have a very loyal group. These people will do anything for the cause. I'm not saying we should be like them, but we should have faith that is as strong as theirs or even stronger because that's the only way we can fight against both the visible and the invisible ones. And so we're going to see the new Babel and then we're going to see Antichrist. So those things haven't happened yet. We haven't seen the universal religion. We haven't seen the seventh empire. I think we're in the fig tree generation. So these tribulations we're going through are going to get stronger. And you're going to see those contrived catastrophes of the sorrows get stronger. That will bring all of this about. And that's why they're going to keep doubling down, turning the heat, because they're the ones creating the disasters. These aren't God's judgments in the seal openings and the trumpets. It's the ones who run this world that are trying to make our lives as miserable as possible and then to bring about the end time, the last seven years, with a promise of a new millennium. And it's kind of like Shiva as a creator god. In that belief system, and Shiva is like the destroyer god of Hinduism, of Bad Napoleon, I think Azazel, 
who whose doctrine is is that to create something new you have to destroy the old so that's why it's an apocalypse by fire not seen since the beginning of creation what was will be again it's coming back around we cannot imagine it but we can prepare and polytheists believe that satan was a good god is a good god will continue to be a good god they believe that gods like osiris zeus anki baal of the post-diluvian offspring gods are allegories for satan the sun god so the all-seeing eye that would be associated with like osiris and the sun associated is an allegory for satan similarly before the flood you would have had the parent gods that would have been an allegory for satan because again satan sits above that whole hierarchy of the gods as the leader of the council of gods in psalm 82 over the 70 nations both before and after the flood and he's not in the abyss where the parent gods are and then the offspring gods went sometime after the flood after doing the same crimes as the parent gods and that all of these gods that are the leader of those pantheons is just an allegory for the true leader and so they'll take on the same mythos but it's part of that hierarchy and they have the same allegories for the chief gods of the pantheons all around the world and that these gods were gods of good gods of the world good gods of the people and gods of light and of sun as in light and of knowledge that all of them provided knowledge to humankind both before and after the flood that's why you get the same stories just with different gods names all around the world it's the same old pantheon that is coming back under babel that prepares the way for antichrist satan worship and the new religion that the fathers before did not worship that Daniel 11 talks about so they believe that light is an allegory for the revelation of truth and knowledge they believe polytheists do is that knowledge is one of the main pillars to become a god that to be like gods you have to have unlimited knowledge and you will have to have immortality and they will promise both through the mark of the beast system. They will offer both. That's why they'll get people to swear an oath, a modern day harem anathema to carry it out to the end to destroy God's people and all who hold the testimony of Jesus on this earth from the face of the earth and to wipe Judah and Israel from the face of the earth to be remembered no more. And why they will be loyal to their masters who are providing this even upon destruction, no matter what the consequences. So when you're reading the book of Revelation, when all of these things are happening, they never repent. They will not repent. That's how how large the grip will be that's the size of challenge we need to arise to and surpass because we cannot give in even unto death 
part of the tribulations, part of what's coming. We've got it pretty good here. We're already seeing lots of tribulations in China, lots of tribulations in Pakistan and India and other places around the world. It's coming here too. We need to be prepared. And that they believe the true God, the true omnipotent God, the God of the Bible is the evil one who does evil things to humankind. He's the one, they say, who brought the flood to destroy humankind, all for evil purposes. They believe that he's the one who helped Israel destroy the so-called defenseless people, even though they're the most militarized people on earth with giants and hybrid giants and all sorts of war technology against the nation of slaves who had none of that. But that's how they frame who God is, and anybody who follows God is also evil. They are the children of darkness because they believe they are the children of light, from the sons of light, the sons of the shining ones, the shine, that's the spurious ones on earth, and then the shining ones, the opalescent beings, the fallen angels. That they are the sons of their gods, the son, the, that their angels are their godfathers, and that's why they're like a mafia organization. That's why I like to call the Nephilim, the fallen angels, the celestial mafia. And they're set up like that in an oath-based initiatory system. Just as our world is. It's a harem anathema world order that they've set up, so to speak. And they believe the God of the Bible enslaves humans in ignorance and in servitude and in worship with forced worship. We all know that's not true. You have to choose to be a Christian. You have to choose to worship God. You have to choose to do that every day. And everybody has free will to do that including angels and including the spirit's offspring and and all humans have that choice until the end time, until the laws of those who will be resurrected, who will be saved, will have the laws written on our hearts in the in the in the in the coming world. And so they don't call Satan Satan. They call him by a lot of names, like the great architect of the universe, just as the, Satan was called that in Mithraism, which is the major religion that was, you know, absorbed a lot into Christianity. In December 25 was the birth of Mithra. Uh, so you can see part of that, but most of you out there already know this. And in Zoroastrianism, which is a parent religion for Mithraism, and Zoroastrian was the religion of the Indo-Aryans, all four groups, maybe five to some historians of giants. And these were, this was the religion and the people of the giants who were the aboriginals right after the flood that the people of Babel went to intermix with. And so they call him Lucifer as well, which is kind of odd because that word shows up in Isaiah 14, 12, but it doesn't have a... Hebrew Lucifer word. It has a Hebrew word that's hail out, not Lucifer. So they've inserted an Italian word into the English language for a Hebrew word. Hail out. Number 1966 means he's the shining one. He's the light bearer. Brightness. 
all the same allegories. It also derives equally Hillel from 1984, which is Halal, which means proud, boast, words like that. And also derives equally from 3213, Yalal, meaning to howl, as in a howling god. So he's got lots of different names, meanings. Those are the root words out of Hebrew. But in Webster's Dictionary, Latin, uh, Lucifer is Latin for the planet Venus, just as he likes to represent himself as the morning star. But it doesn't say he's the morning star in Isaiah 14. It says, it says he's the son of the morning. It says that he is not the morning star. And Venus is only a morning star for six months. And then it's an evening star for six months. So understand this is just usurping the title of Jesus for deception to lead people away. And you've probably heard the deceptions that Jesus uh, was, you know, is actually uh, Satan or worshiped Satan or a follower of Satan. It's all, they kind of branch off in a lot of different doctrines in terms of how they try and do that. Actually says, <clears throat> Halel ben Shakar, Halel, son of the morning in Hebrew. And in Unger's dictionary, Bible dictionary, it says Lucifer means brightness. Just as Halel means brightness. And so he's the one that represents light. He's an angel of light. As he's understood in polytheism, a good God, not an evil God. Even though he's the one who is the seed of all destruction in the physical world and all the horrible things and crimes against humanity, it begins with Satan. And Satan, or Lucifer as they call him, the great architect of the universe, is the light bringer of knowledge in polytheism. And Albert Pike says, he's a uh, 1800s figure, I think most people are familiar with him, adept of Freemasonry, says that Masons are taught to seek their God, to seek the light, to seek Lucifer, but only at the adept level are the, is that revealed. That means you have to go through the different levels to become an adept. So you're seeking Lucifer through that mystical knowledge to understand who Lucifer is at the adept level. And they look at Satan at that level as the eternal rebel and the god of freedom freeing humans and their offspring from the awful God of the Bible who tries to enslave them, even though they have free choice. And that Satan is the great emancipator of the world, but not just one world. He is understood as the emancipator of worlds, plural. So when you think about the alien deceptions that's part of all of this deception that's coming in the end time, look at that as part of it. Because again, he, if there, and I'm not even saying there are other worlds, but there's going to be a, a deception in this whole galactic table of Babel of all these different beings, just as the Catholic Church is preparing to baptize these aliens when they make their formal 
introduction to us at a specific time that I believe they they have on on their calendar that they will be followers of the same mystical religion, just as you see that in Star Wars, just as you see that in all science fiction. They're telling us this, and they follow by inference the one who leads, sits atop on all the worlds, who is Satan, the most unique of angels before he, he fell with his pride. And Masons believe that Satan is equal to the God of the Bible. Angels don't believe this. Fallen angels don't believe this. But they, fallen angels, teach the visible ones, their spurious offspring and human followers, that doctrine. So they'll do the work for the fallen angels and get blood on their hands. Because they don't want any more wrath than what is already coming. And after the resurrection, they know what their fate will be. It's no longer destiny. Just as the book of Matthew talks about, the lake of fire is reserved for the devil and his angels. And unfortunately, some humans are going there too to to burn forever who take the mark of the beast. Part of that whole deception that they're preparing people to do so that they can suffer eternal punishment as well. And Masons are polytheists. As polytheists, they believe They are the children of righteousness or the sons of righteousness or the children of light because they've been taught this knowledge and they've walked into the light of their gods and are emanating and reflecting those gods in their polytheist belief system and that they believe they are the good ones. So you want to use the... um, A Star Wars analogy, they are the ones who are following this mystical religion and have lightsabers fighting for a good cause, a a weapon of light, and that the evil ones, the followers of God, are are the evil empire who rules over the rebellious ones, the followers of Satan, and that they follow a evil force within them, the dark side. And that's their inside out, upside down understanding. And they're going to flip that to full value and full visibility in the coming in time. And they're becoming more visible with that. They're more in our face with that as every day goes by. And it's going to get stronger. And so Christians are the evil followers from the God who are mundane and will not deserve to be part of the new age. They will not even be invited unless you've already fallen into this. If you are going to stand against them, you are going to be persecuted unto death or imprisoned or both. We will not be welcome in there. So they will have to get rid of us because they cannot stand the truth that we will testify to them if our faith rises to the same level of faith that they have or even higher because we're going to have to do this upon death. It's a faith level that the Essenes used to have as one of the mystical religions. They would not give up the names of their fallen angels, the one who they inherited all of their knowledge from, the ones they got their religion of the Therapeutate of Heliopolis and Egypt from, 
even upon torture or death. So they'll carry out their agenda. They are that committed. And we need to be equally committed, but do it in a different way. We need to testify. We need to be like the first fruits that will be, that have been tested since the coming of Jesus in the first time. And just as there are more first fruits coming after the opening of the seals, the first fruits shown in Revelation 7, the ones of the Philipses tribulation that Jesus talks about in Matthew 24, 8 to 9. And this is different than those that will be martyred in the last three and a half years in the great tribulation. This is the tribulation of the saints, Philipses, same word. And that Christians teach nothing but intolerance, which is one of the reasons we won't be seen as worthy enough to be in the coming world, that we are not accepting, that there has to be in their belief system an accepting of different sort of views and understandings with, under this, this religion. But at the end of the day, the thing you can't do is raise Jesus to, a Jesus, Jesus to a deity status. And the thing that you can't do is believe in God of the Bible. You have to dump those if you're going to be part of the world that they're going to be offering. So you're not going to have a choice other than testify for God and Jesus or join them. Because just like in the coming world, if we are neither hot nor cold, we will be spit out. They will look at us in the same way because if we are not hot for them and we're not hot for God, we won't be accepted either into them. I'm not saying you want to be accepted into them. I'm just saying that they'll spit you out as well. So no decision is a decision, and it's also an internal, eternal decision. And so mysticism turns everything, as I said, inside out and upside down. They reverse all the positions. And so they'll look at themselves and their false prophets. They won't look at them as false prophets. They will look at them as, as legitimate prophets, just as was in all the beast religions, as in the Sibylline prophecies. And look for a correlation to Palatine Hill. Uh, with, and the sister branch of the Sibylline oracular prophecies uh, that were on Vaticanus Hill, where the Vatican is looking at, is, is currently located at. They were part of the ancient religion. Um, and Palatine is one of the seven hills of, of ancient Rome. Look for a connection there in the end time. We've talked about this on, on, on past shows. And so they, they will say Satan is and they do say this, they will be saying to the world in different language than this, that Satan, Lucifer, uh, the fallen angels, they are all angels that have been wronged by the evil God of the universe. And these ones have come back to help us fight against the evil, evil oppression of the Adonai that they like to call them in the Gnostic religions, which means my Lord in Hebrew. As such, they plan to replace God in this world with Satan. 
That's the ultimate goal. It's not just to lead people away from God. People have to worship Satan. Satan wanted a realm like God's with his own counsel, and he wants to be fully God of this world and fully visible God of this world as God is. So he wants to be like God. And that's what the fallen angels always wanted. I, I don't believe because they knew the power of God and that and God did not also show them everything. They did not know about the resurrection. They do not know. Nobody knows uh, on what day Jesus will come back. They do not know everything. God knows everything. The Father does. And they plan to bring back the original pantheon, the original Enochian mysticism before the flood, that crossed the flood, that were, is the daughters of Babel, the ba- daughters of Babylon, that were a part of all the beast beast empire organizational structure. That's the Babel that's coming. And they also want to bring back this world, the whole globe, to what they called the first estate that they say was Eden. And that in that estate, Satan provided the knowledge of good and evil and all knowledge. They call that tree of good and evil they call that the tree of gnosis of knowledge that was provided to eve and adam so that they could be knowing like god that's what they're going to bring back that's going to be the ultimate thing as part of what they're offering to be like gods if they swear that oath if they take that mark and you're going to see versions of that with babylon but not to the same ramification as with the solidified that of as with the mark of the beast because they're going to be offering godhood unlimited knowledge through their ai quantum computing high-tech angelic technology that brings in knowledge from the whole universe through quantum entanglement and that chip will be that nexus into those multiple dimensions and will provide what the what it can do with the body at the gene level and lower a physical immortal body and also probably create clones for you. They may even provide clothing uh, like the golden fleece, which was in mythology uh, woven from gold and worn by the gods and some say even the demigod giants to help their bodies from decaying, from getting old, from dying. Because since Genesis 6-3, anybody with a body in this world will have a death. Their spirits didn't sleep for the demigods, and angels can create new bodies. But there are no immortal bodies. They're going to try and bring that back. And so the knowledge is to be like gods, to be able to do that. They have to provide it. That's the threshold. That's what they'll be promising. That's the delusion. That's the seduction away from God. And into this eternity that they like to call the new age, the new Atlantis, where they had 10 Nephilim kings, the 10 kings that are talked about in the Seventh Empire with Antichrist being given power by them to become the Eighth Empire in the last three and a half years. This will be the new thousand-year millennium that they're promising in that new age, the counterfeit millennium. They're going to try and create heaven on earth, They're going to create the kingdom of heaven on earth is the promise with everybody being angel-like or God-like. They're going to promise their dragon Messiah is going to rule over it in this utopia, but it will be dystopia and it will not last long. They will promise godhood. They will promise you 
the days of Noah, because they're going to counterfeit that. They're going to adopt that into the deceptions. And the days of Noah, both before and after the flood, 600 years was the days of Noah before the flood, 350 years after the flood, gods walked amongst humans and created demigods. That's coming again. What was will be. Nothing is new under the sun. And where all will be invited to be the children of light, the sons of light, the sons of the gods, adopted accordingly by these fallen angels in a counterfeit of the resurrection promise that even though we have human fathers, we will be adopted uh, to be like sons of God, to be resurrected like angels, even though we have human fathers. And they are all going to be considering themselves sons of God in this new millennium. That's what they're promising. That's the Godhood promise. And I'm going to read now the same quote, just to give you a little bit different version that I um, read the opening chapter, which comes out of the modern translation of the uh, 1973 New International Version. I'll read the King James Version as well, because it's got an interesting sort of connotation on a couple of the words. It says, Surely the signs of an apostle are wrought among you in all patience and signs and wonders and mighty deeds for... Oh, I am on the wrong passage. So just let me bring that up. That's uh, 2, 11, 13, 14... Here we go. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, inserted word, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And in that understanding, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ is the apostles of the Christ consciousness, the false antichrist that's coming to be in that sort of likeness and in the likeness of the avatar, avatar of Satan. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light as opposed to the Satan status that he has today, whereas he was an angel of light and brightness before. So that ends my presentation for this evening. And uh, I'll let uh, John back in for some closing comments. Yeah, um, and uh, closing comments would be thank you very much, Gary, as always. Um, and how, uh, you know, I'm just fascinated by the, you know, accidental harmony, accidental synergy, whatever word you want to choose, you know, between what we were discussing just prior to you joining us and uh, where you were teaching in book material flow so that's uh, that's impressive and i just wanted to say thank you again as always for joining us we all look forward to these programs we learn a lot um and i've gotten a lot of extremely positive feedback so again gary uh and and again just to share for you folks uh it's genesis uh, six. That's the number six. Conspiracy dot com, where you can where the main website is. And Gary, um, any updates on the new book? 
Okay, maybe we lo- maybe he went ahead and checked out. Um, yes, he did. Uh, so um, our estimation would be again Genesis number six conspiracy dot com, and you can get all the information excerpts from the book and um, probably some updates which we you know missed, uh, whereby he will um, let you know in advance you know how the you know the final touches are being done as far as bringing the, the next version of the book, which will be far evidently a lot more detailed and deep dive, uh, you know, through the publishers. So anyway, praise God for that. Thank you all for um, uh, joining us, and we are going to finish up the last part of the um, headlines uh, that I've compiled for this program starting now. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and move into that. It's not normal. All right. So I don't want to say that this is necessarily an omen of what coming, but uh, what's coming. But uh, I would think that it is kind of necessarily an omen of what's coming. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I kind of think it is. Uh, but anyway, um, hopefully that we will, uh, you know, be delivered from this place before this particular omen comes back to haunt us. But anyway. Um, otherwise, I can tell you, I uh, homie ain't going there. So anyway, um, this is a man, evidently, I do not know. It does not, it did not, in fact, this particular post of data did not in, identify this individual by name. Not that I think it's all that relevant, um, particularly because if he is from the Ukraine, uh, you know, you don't really want this guy's identity being out there. They'll go and kill him. Uh, but anyway, listen to what he's saying here. It's a pretty troubling warning from the darkness of the dark. All right, so let's listen to this. Praise God. Here we go. Did you know that the Ukrainian parliament passed the law uh, with forced vaccination from the October 1st, 2023? So in one month, is going to be the law which is which is which will force any single citizen in Ukraine to get the vaccination whether they want it or not. Did you know that? The law number forty one forty two. Please read that. Did you know that the Ukrainian parliament Alright. <clears throat> so they are going to you know what this means. I mean let's just cut to the chase. Unlike, you know, like in Australia where they were like taking people and putting them in these like mini FEMA camp, you know, teeny weeny little smaller than a studio, probably had a toilet, maybe a mattress kind of a place, little mini, little mini FEMA camps, really. Um, What this seems to indicate to me is that they're going to be breaking people's doors down, holding them down, kicking and screaming and inoculating them. Which, by the way, I really do think that at some point, I don't know when, because, again, it this is all purely my own, we'll call it a sanctified hunch. When I analyze all the possibilities of what might happen, um, I say to myself, what would it take for the people who live in this fallen country um, because to set the pay, to set the stage for what I'm trying to 
say, and I don't want this to, oh gosh, it's going to come out wrong, and I don't want it to come out wrong, but let's just see this. How about this? Comparatively speaking, the average Republican, true Republican in the United States of Babylon the Great today is probably anywhere from 80 to 100 IQ points higher than the average Democratic person. Now, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. If you don't like it, too bad, flip the off switch. All right, now, all that being said, um, that's what I believe. Now, um, you know, and it surely is made, you know, as the constitutional framers, it is made self-evident, you know, just by looking around us. Now, one of the side effects of being part of true the true Republican right is that in, encompassed within that demographic, encompassed within that group, are people who are probably pretty well-paid professional. They're the upper middle class. They're the Tucker Carlson's of the world, et cetera, that kind of, you know, and Tucker is way up there by and large, you know, by comparison to the majority of the upper middle class. But the point is, and, and, and the, the various upper, lower, middle, middle class, I mean, how do you, how do you classify them? How do you figure that out? What, what do you base it on? Okay. Because like when you look at the elite, um, and I was doing some homework on this earlier today. When you look at the elite, you know, you might say, well, you know, all billionaires are part of the elite. Well, not really. So how many billions does it take before they come after you aggressively? And then what if you're only worth 500 million? What if you're somebody in Hollywood? How do you get to be part of that clique of sickness? Well, evidently you can be from Hollywood or whatever, or from wherever, and be worth only $500 million or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're willing to sell your soul to the devil and do all kinds of sick things, then you can ultimately become part of their group. You know, you can, I don't know, qualify somehow. I guess kind of like the Masons do is they climb up their evil hierarchy of satanic filth. Um, no doubt that there is some degree of that that takes place in the Illuminati. I know as a fact from my studies and research that that sort of ladder climbing does exist to some degree in the Brotherhood of Satan, which arguably is the most powerful satanic group in the world, just notched below hierarchically from the Illuminati. In fact, the Brotherhood of Satan which are some of the most powerful, horrific, evil people on the earth, make no mistake, they fear the true Illuminati. Okay? So anyway, um, and they, what, what does this all mean, and, and where does it all shake out? Well, I guess where I'm heading with this is that there's really no way to delineate it. It's not like, hey, once you pass the $3 billion in, in net worth number, they're going to come after you. I can tell you they came after Chuck Misler. For those of you who are, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I'm just going to say the word, and, and it's just too bad because I don't have time to hunt through a thesaurus for the perfect word. But if you're fans of Chuck Misler's work, um, as a uh, pastor preacher, whatever the case is, and you have heard his testimony, even though, you know, we don't know how much he divulged and how much he didn't. 
but he used to be the CEO of a high-tech company out in California. Well, evidently, some of the stuff that he was doing in his company was um, very interesting to the black ops, the above-top-secret military people. Why that is, I don't know, and he doesn't divulge it in his um, testimony. What he does say is that he was visited by, I don't know how to put it, but basically above-top-secret military personnel. And they basically took him as the CEO of the company and put him into a room and had a one-two punch talk to him. This is the way it's going to be. This is what you're going to do for us and yada, yada, blah, blah, yada, yada, blah, blah, that kind of thing. Well, he didn't much care for that, but he got bullied into that dynamic. And um, I don't know. I don't know what transpired. Like I said, he, like, you know, J. Vernon McGee says about the Bible, God hath given us very few details. Well, that's the same thing with Chuck Misler's testimony. But the point is these, the, you, you, you never know when you're going to, when you're, when you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, like Chuck was with his company that he created as an engineer. You don't know when they're going to come a knocking. You don't know what the trigger point is. You don't know, oh, my goodness, I've made $3.78 billion. Oh, no. They're going to come knocking on my door any second now. The uh, the Tahoes are going to pull up. The choppers are going to arrive. You know, there there just doesn't seem to be any... I don't know how they figure these things out. I've had, I don't even want to go into the whole Trump thing. I've had so many... I've, heard it all. I've heard it all, and I'm quite frankly kind of sick of it. All right, so anyway, all that being said, um, uh, I've played the audio bites. You can come to your own conclusions. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just doing my job until we get out of here. And hopefully, you know, there's something of value to you that will help you understand that there are certain behaviors that will be intolerated. There are certain behaviors that you may have in your life that you better get rid of. Because let me tell you something, folks. If you miss this barley harvest, you are going to ball so hard that you might die from the from the tears. I'm just I'm just letting you know, you are going to be so horribly shaken that you're, it's going to take a very special version of you to pull it together and to to make it to the wheat harvest. And believe you me, if you live in the East Coast of the United States of Babylon the Great, you're dead. And who knows what's going to happen with the CBDCs and the social credit scores and the rounding up of people in the FEMA camps and all the other things that they're going to do. We don't know. Are you going to be forced into, the, into in, you know, to, to wear a backpack and go walking through the streets with no home? I mean, none of us know exactly what's going to befall us. Even as part of the hopeful, and I do mean hopeful, uh, Barley Harvest First Fruits Group, they don't even know. If I don't know, they don't know. And most of them don't even realize there's anything but one rapture. So there's going to be a lot of really confused, dismayed, tormented, mentally tormented, traumatized Christians out there in the days to come. Oh, yes. And you know what? They're not going to listen to us anyways. I don't care how many thousand milligrams of the red pill you took. If by now you have not come to the conclusion that nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to listen to what you got to say, I feel sorry for you, but you can keep on trying if you want. I will say this, be careful, because when people find out that you know what you know, they're going to report you, and that is exactly where the government control grid is going right now. 
So you may say something in passing, well, hey, did you know that, and you just think you're having a conversation? Be advised, you may be on a list right now. Now, look, I'm not fearful. If I was fearful of being on a list, I wouldn't have done this. You know, I would have said a long time ago, I'd say, look, man, the J6 thing's too much for me. I'm going to kill the website. I can press one button and make Tribulation Now disappear. You know, I, you know, but I'm not going to go there. You know, the Lord already had his talk to talk with me. I, you know, I know I'm as long as I'm behind this mic, there's a pretty good no guarantees, no guarantees, no guarantees, no guarantees. But there is a reasonable possibility that our Heavenly Father will divinely protect me and my job, as horrible as it is to have to go through it. Okay, because there's some good coming out of the work that's going into this microphone. I'd like to believe that that is the case. However, it may not be. I know people, I don't know them personally, but I have heard testimonies of people that had incredibly profitable for the Lord Jesus Christ, very full um, home church dynamics going on, packed houses, packed houses, teaching the Bible, all that kind of thing, where the, where the Lord came upon the individual and said, I want you to shut down your ministry, and I want you to go and move in with your mom and dad, who, by the way, were like Buddhists. Okay, and the individual was like, you know, and, and I don't know if it was an angel that came upon them or what, what happened exactly or a vision or a dream, but they were essentially told, you need to go become a foot washer for your mom and your dad. You need to wash your clothes. You need to clean the house. You need to be a slave. I mean, you know, I don't want to use the word slave in a derogatory sense, but essentially that's what the Lord told this individual. And the reason was because by doing so, by shifting into the foot washer mode, the Lord knew. See, the Lord knew. This is what I hypothesize. Okay, it doesn't say this in the testimony. It doesn't. But this is what I believe. I believe that that individual hit a plateau. I believe that while the people that were attending the home Bible study and all that kind of wonderful stuff were attending a home Bible study and having a good time and praising the Lord and praying together, that our Heavenly Father was saying, okay, what's done is done. They've learned all they're going to learn. They're not going to move any more forward. This is, it is what it is. It is what it is. And the Father, whether it be through angels, dreams, or vision, or whatever, said to this lady, you know, pack up, move in with your parents, and wash their feet. Because our Heavenly Father saw that that individual had the potential to save and knew, he knew, he knew, he knew that she was ultimately, by doing so, going to save the souls of her parents. And she did, ultimately. So, you know, if, if it comes to a point in my walk whereby our Heavenly Father looks at the work that's being done on this program and says, there's a diminishing point of returns. I am not seeing he, he's he's got the he's he's communicated successfully, hopefully, what needed to be communicated to those who are listening. The listenership is not increasing. The ones who are listening are getting information, but the our father may look at it and say, you know what? They've all been warned. 
They all know what they need to do. They need to be doing what Johnny told them to do. Some of them will. Some of them won't. But there's this concept known as a diminishing point of returns, whereby our Heavenly Father could look at all the work the Tribulation now has done over the years for the last 12 or whatever, and say, you know what? He's plateaued. He has plateaued. There aren't, you know, because we're in such a dark time right now that people are stuck. And they're not growing anymore. You have to put solo effort into growing. There is nothing I can say in this microphone that will make you grow. Now, you can listen to Sister Terry, who's awesome, and you will be encouraged. And you will learn a lot of stuff, too. Typology, uh, types and shadows about the script, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you will be wonderfully encouraged. She's a fantastic teacher. We all know that. But as far as the composite aggregate sum total of good that this program can do before we are evacuated off this alien demon infested rock our heavenly father can tabulate that in a snap and if it comes to pass you know it's possible that it plateaus and maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't maybe there's enough movement of people saying you know what i can't hang out for three hours anymore i just can't take it anymore i don't care how blah 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 and, and then more people come in i don't know i can't see the you know i'm not a pastor standing at a podium looking at the back door of the church going hey i don't know that person hey i don't know that lady hey i don't know that i gotta go give them a pamphlet and give them a big jesus hug so they come back next week and pump my collection plate i don't have any of that which is fine. I'm not complaining. But I, I'm operating in a void of not under – I have no idea. Now, I'm very glad, and I praise Jesus. Thank you, Father, that I am not – I used to want to be a pastor in a church so bad. I wanted I, – I, I've given that in my testimony. And now I'm so glad that our Heavenly Father did not allow it. I am so – oh, my gosh. Words cannot describe how grateful I am. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, all that being said, let's go ahead and move on. You got the little word now that they're forcing. They're going to hold people down. They're going to stick needles in their arms. I've had people tell me, I, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I don't, I'm not passing judgment. I'm simply relaying information. I have had people tell me that they had visions and dreams about being held down, kicking and screaming, and being in, inoculated. Does that mean it's going to happen to us? Who knows? I don't know. I'm not worried about it. Luke 10, 19 in my Bible says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And the same thing is in, repeated in Mark 16, 16, 17, and 18. And I, for one, believe my Bible. If you don't, I'm sorry. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to line up to have poison shot in my arm. But I mean, if you know, but I'm not going to think that, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to worry about it because at the end of the day, I, it ain't going to hurt me. It's going to have no effect on me. I already know this in advance. But like I said, I'm not standing in line. But I'm not worried about it at all in the light. Tiny, it's teeniest, weeniest little bit I'm not worried because I know what my Bible says, and I truly, I truly believe it. I believe it so much. 
Okay, now granted, I still haven't gotten to the place in my faith where I can make a mountain go into the ocean. I'd like to be, but I'm not there. And if you are, please give me a call. <laughs> Send me an email, jbaptist777, and let me know you've moved mountains. And Mount Everest isn't there anymore, and Tibet disappeared. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. This is, believe it or not, an actual clip from Alex Collier himself. Now, Alex Collier wrote the book, Defending Sacred Ground. His claim is he met with um, other worldly beings. Hey, were they good? Were they like the sons of Arcturus? As our Heavenly Father says in the book of Job, can you guide the sons of Arcturus? Were they, you know, what what are they? Because not of them, not all of them are fallen angelic beings. They're not. Okay, contrary to what many many Christians out there will probably tell you, they're not all fallen angelic beings. We have holy watchers. We have, you know, I could I could go on and on, but I'm not. This is Alex Collier. Now, am I telling you that he was told 100% of the truth from his buddies from outer space? Absolutely not. Okay, absolutely not. Okay, but I am going to say this little snippet here is very interesting. And by the way, I know as a fact what he's saying is true. Now, Robert Vandrius Mitchell, for what it's worth, and I think it, so far he's ratted out Mike Pence. I have not played the audio bite of the man who saw Mike Pence doing unspeakable things to small children. I, when uh, Robert Vandrius Mitchell said that he had seen him shapeshift at a satanic ritual ceremony, I, I was blown away. I was like, what? what, what, what? Say what? Yeah, I was blown away. Now I'm not. And I won't play you that audio bite that I have of the guy that saw him doing what he did. It's too horrible, and you can't unhear it. That is some serious satanic filth from the very, very depth of the bottom of Hades. Let's listen to Alex call your comment on the reptilian beings. Sure now, where there are 1,833 of them that have been living underground between 100 and 200 miles beneath the surface. They've been here, some of them have been here a long, long time. They have lifespans that are thousands of years. Uh, uh, they're carnivorous. They are not friendly to mankind. Um, at least the ones that are here. Are you saying they eat humans? Yes. And they need to be, they won't eat a dead human. It has to be alive at the time of the killing. Their preference is children. You know, and we've been told, people say, well, you better not talk about the reptilians. Well, you know, uh, bull. You know, uh, why not? According to the Andromedans, uh, they're responsible for 31,712 children disappearing in the last 25 years from the United States. These children were food. And I'm supposed to just shut up and not say anything about it because people don't want to hear it? That's tough. That's tough. You know, Westchester County, in the last five years, 3,000 children in the Westchester County, New York, have vanished without a trace. Where are they going? Why are we allowing this to happen? How and why should people stay in denial about it? Now, how are they able to do this? How are they able Boom. to... How are they able to how are they able to do it? How are they able to come up out of this 
from underground and do it, or do they have... There are tunneling systems everywhere that are being helped by the Greys, and also there are groups within the higher echelon that are actually helping them acquire this. So human beings are abducting the kids and giving them to the Greys to in turn give them to the Alpha Draconis? That's right. That's part of the deal. They won't come up as long as we feed them down there. You understand it's about human beings selling themselves out. The echelon attitude here, the needs of the few outweigh the needs of humanity. And All right. So what he doesn't apparently know, and of course nobody knows everything, is <laughs> the, we'll just call it the they live problem. Okay. What he obviously doesn't know is that there are vast, highly paid networks of humans at hundreds of different levels in the Santanic, Global Satanic Crime Syndicate that are participating willingly for profit's sake and also uh, very, very sick, dark, 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 dark stuff. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. The next one up here is about the October 4th forced, I say forced because it will be forced, emergency test. Now, for those of you out there who would like to not have your phone take part in the uh, October 4th FEMA emergency test, as they're calling it, I have no, I am no sanctified hunches. I know that historically and traditionally over the last 12 years, that once a person wakes up to a major conspiracy, such as 9-11, they knee-jerk. And everything is a conspiracy. Everything is a conspiracy. See, you know, I, I, I know for example, that you know, the, the Earth is flat. There aren't any such thing as space shuttles. And I'm like, no, I was there. I was at a night space shuttle launch, and I watched it with my own eyes. Don't don't say that. You're wrong. You're so wrong. You're wrong. You're you're like layered wrong. But the problem is. You know, it. never mind that Henry Groover was taken by the Lord into outer space and said that the Earth is a sphere. Never mind that uh, Dr. David O'Rourke was taken into outer space and said that the Earth was a sphere. You know, I, whatever. I, I'm not going to get bent out of shape over that stuff. If people want to believe what they want to believe, they can believe what they want to believe. As long as it isn't going to stop them from making it into heaven, fine. All right, so anyway, so October 4th, you know, remember, I, I hold it up over and over and over and over and over again. Jade Helm 2012. Jade Helm 2012. The whole conspiracy community all over the Internet was flipping out. It's the start of World War III. This is it. This is it. This is it. Prepare yourself. Lock yourself down. Hide in your basements. It's World War III. All they had on YouTube was just endless 20, 30, 50-mile trains of tanks. Uh, you know, and all kinds of military equipment and Humvees and, and personnel carriers. And it was like, it's Jade, help! We're doomed! It's all over! It, was, it reminds me of the, the Christians when the American Express card came out. It's the mark of the beast! Yeah, it's like, um, shrimp fork, please. Shrimp fork. 
All right, so this is a compilation uh, starting out with um, a prophecy by Matt Gronig in, baked into uh, – St. Hannah prophecy – baked into a Simpsons episode regarding the phones going off. If you are one of those people who's like, oh, now I'm paranoid, you can take a piece of tinfoil, get yourself a big old piece of tinfoil, garble, garble it up into a ball, then carefully unfold it so that there are no holes or tears, and wrap the garbled tinfoil completely around your phone. Fold it over, to, you know, make a nice crease, fold it back over again, make a nice crease, fold it over again, and twist the ends like you're wrapping up a corn on the cob for cooking on the grill. Okay, when you seal it inside of garbled up, uh, you know, tinfoil, it will deflect like a stealth aircraft um, the signal, and you will get no signals during that test. So if you're afraid of turning into a zombie, you can do that. All right. So anyway, um, just thought I'd let you know. But let's go ahead and listen to this Simpson bit, which has some other stuff woven into it as well. Here we go. Bringing it up live. Waiting. And here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Mom? Who's in charge here? This boat needs a captain. Look, I... We interrupt Bitch Judge for an emergency broadcast. We will initiate the test message that goes to cellular phones. Um, that will cause phones to uh, ring. So the, the phones will, uh, they buzz very loudly. Uh, they sound very similar. The sound that comes out is very similar to what you're used to hearing on the emergency alert system uh, at the beginning of alerts that are broadcast on radio and television. Um, the message, the text of the message will display right on the, on the uh, home screen. There will be a banner that will say presidential alert. That's the category of the type of alert that we're allowed to send nationwide. That we're allowed to send nationwide. And then the text of the message will say this is only a test of the national uh, wireless emergency alert system and no action is, is needed. And four. Don't use your cell phone. Okay, now they're going into, believe it or not, right now, they're actually showing the opening scene of the movie Cell, C-E-L-L, with uh, Tom Cusack in it. Um, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's based on a novel by Stephen King and that is a demoniac on a level that most people can't quantify. But anyway, um, the movie Cell basically, you know, I'm, I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm going to spoil it for you, but basically it, it's just like that man says, it's just like that one whistleblower guy says where they send a signal through the cell phones and it triggers a zombie apocalypse. Okay. Is that movie prophetic? Is it like a sum of all fears? Is it like any one of the half a dozen or two dozen I probably read off in the beginning of the show? Maybe so. Probably so. So I don't know. You know, I for the longest time, I did not believe that there would be any such thing as a zombie apocalypse until I heard that black ops insider scientist guy come forward and say they had actually programmed with CRISPR and gene technologies into the VAX the capability of causing that to happen inside of a human brain. I didn't even know at the time that there was a sickness that a, that a human could develop that would cause them to eat other people, <laughs> okay? Uh, I had no idea, but the fellow, the whistleblower, actually mentions the name of that disease. 
So anyway, whatever. Praise God. All right. So um, uh, next one up. Trudeau is going to regulate podcasts, and this has got a lot of people really flipping out. So Trudeau, who is a homosexual good friend, if you know what I mean, wink, wink, of, uh, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab, who's, it's just the darkness, oh, the darkness. You know, that they got that... um, cartoon that says the stupid it burns and they got this guy leaning back and there's fire shooting at the top of his head it they they need one that says the darkness the abominations they burn the sickness the abominations the filth the awfulness i i can't i have a pretty good command of the english language folks i'm sorry but there just aren't words there really aren't there aren't words so anyway, being that I happen to be a target of such things, I decided that I needed to take time to read CRTC, uh, something about Canada regulation, blah, blah, and I don't really care. You know, no, nothing personal to the folks that are listening in Canada, okay? I love you with all of my heart, but you do only have a population of 35 million, okay? <laughs> Which is about the size of California. So you're just a big version of California with polar bears and beavers in the street. I love you. I love every single one of you like you are my very, very best friends. But the point is that what's really important about Canada, more than anything as far as the end times is concerned, is this. You all are the example. You are the poster child of what Babylon the Great can expect to happen here. So you're our early warning system, which I think is absolutely fabulous, and I praise God for that. I praise God for what's happening in Australia. I do not praise God that any Christian would become a victim of it. Okay, be, please understand. This isn't a. I don't. I'm not that. I'm, I'm not like that. I pray in tears for every person. You know. I, now maybe not. Maybe I don't ball in tears every single time I pray for the listeners of the show. Uh, but there have been times that I really, really did a lot. Um, and um, so you're all being prayed for continuously, and I do mean continuously by me. Okay, and I happen to love Canada. I mean, I'm just letting you know, Mike, it's been a lifetime bucket list dream of mine to stay at the Fairmont that is at the base or it's right at the edge of Lake St. Louis and go hiking there. It's a lifetime dream. That Fairmont has some of the most gorgeous rooms and views in the entire world. Never mind the, the town of Banff. I'm probably mispronouncing it, and you can smack me around in emails if you want. But it's so beautiful. We're talking about some of the most beautiful land in the world. It's right up there with the Swiss Alps. There is nothing in the United States that compares. Nothing. I have been around this country so many times. I've lived in at least six different major cities. I have traveled it to and fro, east to the west, in my car, down the floor to Miami and the Keys, all over it. And I'm Seattle. I was in a Space Needle. I ate there. I, you know, I'm telling you, it's all part of, you know, I've, I've been to uh, Guam. I've been to Hong Kong. I've been to two places in, the, in, in, uh, uh, in, in uh, South Korea. Um, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was held up by a machine gun by a, North, or a South Korean soldier because the, the taxi cab driver got too close to the demilitarized zone. I mean, um, Singapore, Malaysia, uh, you know, uh, Thailand, 
the Philippines, Alangapal City, all of these places. I've been to them for extended periods of time. Puerto Rico, military bases where they practically took everything that I owned. I was lucky to get into the place with any clothes on at all. Um, two places in Germany. Now, I would have liked to see more of Europe, but I haven't, and that's okay because heaven is so cool. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, man, we should all be long. But anyway, I just want to let you know, so I read this bill. The podcasting organization that would be scrutinized has to be generating more than $10 million in gross revenues for them to even care about you. You don't even have to register unless you're making $10 million. Well, seeing as how I haven't take a, taken a dime from anybody, okay, now once in a while somebody will do something really nice and send me something very kind, you know, but it isn't like I can turn around and sell it, nor would I. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so um, I'm perfectly fine with the arrangement that I have with the Lord. I'm perfectly fine. I, You know, the Lord knows that as long as he keeps me employed, which it feels like pretty much every other day that that's going to come to an end, and it might. It might. So if you're one of those people that... You know, I've had people email me and say, no, Johnny, Johnny, no, 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 no. You cannot. You've got to keep doing the radio show. Too many people depend on you. And I'm like, you know what? Anybody that depends on me, all you're doing is you're you're basically making it so our Heavenly Father will want to yank the show out of your hand. He doesn't like it when anybody depends on me. Or anyone else, for that matter, on Donald Trump or the Seven Mountains Mandate people or the pillow prophets that are out there. Our Heavenly Father does not like that. Now, it's it's one thing to gather and to listen, to glean, to learn. But if you're not taking my advice when I say that you need to be spending more time in prayer, you need to be taking communion in the morning, you need to be casting out devils and demons, and you need to be praying for the lost and for one another. If you're not taking that advice, then then... I don't know what to say. You're missing out on an opportunity of your entire eternity. I can t- that I can promise you. I can promise you that from the very bottom of my heart. I'm not saying you have to pray exactly like I do. I'm not saying you have to do it word for word. But I do this because I love you. I actually genuinely love you. And, you know, you might be like, oh, that's kind of creepy and weird. How could he love me? He doesn't even know who I am. Listen, when you've been through what I've been through in my walk, you will develop the true overflowing love of Christ, and it will become who you are. You become that. Your heart aches. It hurts. Tears roll up in your eyes. If you think that you've even slightly hurt somebody's feelings, you can't even sleep sometimes. I'm here to tell you, that's who you're listening to right now. That's the truth. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't. Because my Bible says, and I'm sure yours does too, that all liars will be cast into the lake of fire. And homie ain't going there. And I do this because I want to do everything I can to prevent. Look at what the Lord has shown us, guys. Guys and gals. Look. Look. 
<laughs> I mean, really, when you think about it, it's astonishing. It's mind-blowing. It's stupendous. It's supremely awesome. We have been shown on this program stuff that no other radio show in the world talks about. Oh, sure, if you want to hear about you reptilians, you can find something on, you know, uh, this program. And if you want to learn something about, you know, the Illuminati, you can go over there. And if you want to learn something about, you know, the black, uh, the secret space program, you can go over here. And, you know, you can, yeah, you can listen to 100 different podcasts and you can pull it all in. But none of it will be wrapped in a Jesus, uh, in, 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 a, in a Jesus blanket. I mean, for lack of a better, I, you know, uh, analogy, you know. So, I, and I'm not. This isn't boastful either, because if it was, I would be pushing my PayPal button, which I do not have, and I never have, and I never will. Praise God. The Lord knows that I am relieved of duty the moment that I have no income. Now, granted. Now, granted. If something were to happen and the Lord relocated me, okay, and I felt impressed upon my heart to keep the program going, you know, burning cash, whatever the case is, until I relocated, whatever, that's different, okay? Praise God. So anyway, I just wanted to to pass that along to you because there's no pride in this guy. I'll tell you that straight up. I got no pride. So when I even I even had a believer, I ain't even going to get into it. But she accused me of having pride, and I was thinking to myself, wow. You know, I, I was like thinking, I was really thinking to myself, this person has no idea who I am. But that's okay. People make mistakes. People say things they shouldn't say. And, you know, so I pray. I, I cry out to God. I'm like, God, Father, please, Lord Jesus, please forgive us all. We're all awful. All of us are. We are awful. We are so ill representative of the true body of Christ. We don't even come close to the early church. We don't light a match to the early church. Not even close. And we all have to work on that. And I beg God to forgive every one of us for who we are. We all have to grow. And we all have to beg God, it's called beseeching, to grow, to become more sanctified, more holy, more righteous, more deserving, and pray always to be counted worthy. Praise God. So anyway, um, I want to go ahead and uh, keep on hammering my way. Let me see what I got here on the list. Uh, Yeah, I don't know, a few things. Uh, So I'm just going to punch my way through it. So this particular individual is talking about South American uh, uh, gangs coming across the border and robbing people's homes. No surprise there. Take a look, everyone, at this story that is happening right now. This is a big deal, possible game changer in the way people are thinking about the southern border. According to the Oakland County, Michigan Sheriff, there are gangs of people targeting homes and burglaries. The gangs they're from South America. All right. So good enough. And he rants on about it. And, of course, you know, his conclusions are accurate. But what he probably doesn't really realize is what the purpose of. The purpose is happening. It's all over the world. They're flooding in Muslims. They're, you know, remember that song? If you, I don't know if you, you, maybe you don't know this song. 
It's called it, it, the name of the group is called Offspring, and the name of the song was called "You Gotta Keep Them Separated." Okay, you gotta keep them separated. All right. So anyway, I'm just letting you know. The entities of darkness know this, and they're purposefully making sure that we all riot and murder one another. Another. Okay, that's the goal. They cannot kill eight billion people, but they sure is. You can imagine they can bring us to kill one another. Now, not the bride of Jesus Christ. She'll just be on her knees praying. But the rest of the foolish virgins, yep, they will be out there shooting their guns off, joining everybody else to do whatever it is they think they're doing. Like it says in John 16, they will kick you out of the churches. They will kick you out of the synagogue. Just so there will come a time that they kill you and think that they are doing God a service, because, but they do this because they have not known the Father nor me. What are they talking about? What is the Father talking about? What is Jesus talking about? Why, what does that mean? They don't know the love. They don't know the love. They don't know the self-sacrifice. We are sheep led to the slaughter. They don't get it that we're supposed to take up our cross and follow after Jesus, that we are pacifists. We are Hacksaw Ridge. That is who we are. We're citizens of heaven. And if you haven't figured that out yet, folks, you're running out of time. All right, the World Health Organization that says the next pandemic may kill up to 50 million people, they warn. Okay, so I'm just letting you know. Pass along the information. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now listen to this. New York City is now tracking meat consumption. Remember they were warning about it? They were, you know, coming forward, and there was allegations that they might do it, and this, that, and the other thing. Well, guess what? They are. Let's listen to this. Here we go. They have crossed the line. To announce that for the first time in our city's history, we're measuring just how much of an impact our food choices have on our emissions. First time we're doing this. All right. You heard it. (laughs) I mean, come on. You know, if you can't laugh about this insanity, what are you going to do? And I know a lot of people out there, they think, well, all this bad weather, you know, that's that, that's weather modification war. That's that's what that is. That's weather modification war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the t- I'm like, yeah? You think it all is? I don't think so. I totally disagree with you, and I will openly disagree with you. But I'll do it in a loving way. won't call you any names. I'll say, God bless you, brother. I love you. God bless you, sister. I love you. But there, you're taking away what the Bible says. Our Heavenly Father controls the thunder, controls the lightning, controls. Now, can can our Heavenly Father allow these entities to use what, what you know um, fallen angelic technologies to do horrible things on the earth with weather mod- modification, et cetera, et cetera? Of course, He can. He can allow it. All right. So anyway, um, General Milley quits. Okay, so he quits uh, not too long after Donald Trump came forward and basically said that the man should be put to death <laughs> because you know, that's just how unacceptably incompetent and tre- treasonous in Donald Trump's opinion this man is. So I find it quite interesting that on the 
eve of the potential for Donald Trump possibly getting reelected, although it's way, way out there, to Tucker Carlson's point. Uh, it'll be amazing if this country even exists that long at the rate that it's going now. But anyway, um, so here's Donald Trump making a comment, a speech. Okay, please, if you have your children listening to the program, put your little hands over their ears. Put your little hands, you know, ask them to go in and play uh, tiddlywinks or whatever or Legos and to build a build a wall <laughs> with their Legos. Tell, tell, tell them to build a uh, southern border wall. <laughs> OK, but anyway, this is Donald Trump um, commenting on. Some, just listen to this. All right. You've been warned. All right. Here we go. Big things are dollars. Uh, they walked out at night. They did leave the dogs, by the way. You know? Yeah, but that they was left awful. the equipment. They left, they left everything. They left the lights on. Okay, they didn't even turn out the lights. And they fled for no reason. And as you know, we didn't lose one soldier. You think about it, so incredible. I dealt with Abdul. He's still the leader. Abdul. I said, Abdul, you're killing our soldiers. In the other administration, you take a look at the number of soldiers. That were killed, snipers and the roadside bombs. By the way, Soleimani is gone. That's the road he's killed. Oh no! I just realized something. Dag nabbit! I'm so sorry. I forgot to mark the time notch. This is a 15-minute video, and I forgot to mark the time notch. I am sorry. I will tell you basically what he says, but I won't use the word the way he did. But he he said, it was kind of funny, actually. He said he was talking to Millie about the um, leaving the weapons behind and all that kind of stuff. And Millie said, well, Mr. President, you know, uh, we really saved a lot of money uh, by leaving all that weaponry behind. And, um, and Trump said, evidently, Trump claims that he said to him, okay, so you're telling me that you could have put a half a gas of uh, a half a tank of gas and a handful of helicopters and a C-130 taking several billion dollars worth of equipment back to the United States or dropped it off in Pakistan, but you didn't do it. <laughs> and then he says to the audience, that's when I knew that Millie was a fudging idiot. Except he didn't use the word budge. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, okay, so on we go. Praise God. Oh, headline. Thank you, Jesus. World's first lesbian bishop calls for the church to remove crosses to install Muslim prayer space. Interesting, the man who posted this on my so-called finely-tuned Twitter feed uh, uh, said, um, before he posted it, he said, quote, smell the sulfur. You know, it's amazing how accurate that characterization is. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Katie Hobbs, the crooked, evil, lying, satanic, adrenochrome drinking. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But she's definitely part of the global satanic crime syndicate for sure. She was the one who defrauded um, uh, – oh, I'm forgetting the name of uh, – Kate, Kate – uh, no, 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 no. What's the name of the woman that um, uh, was supposed to be the governor of but was gypped out of it? I'm, I'm sorry. Dropping a bit. Dropping a bit. Just 
let it go. But anyway, Katie Hobbs has been removed. The liar has been the for the fraudster has been removed from the governorship of Arizona. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Nobody knows yet. So we'll see what happens there. I'm not really sure it's going to manifest into anything. All right, praise God. A lot of stuff happens. That, I mean, there are a lot of people out there, I am telling you, a lot. And it's growing every week. Every week I find more and more sources of information about the end times on my, on my uh, doom scrolling that are they're falling for the trick of the tricks, the king of all tricks that we're starting to win and the World Economic Forum is in a corner and Clintons and everybody are going to get arrested and Obama's going to go to Guantanamo Bay and they're going to release Epstein's, Epstein's list and they're all going to go to jail. And I'm like, going, oh, no, not another one. Not another one. But that's what's happening right now. People are hopeful deep, in, deep down inside. They, they want to win. And um, it's this is not going to happen. All right, so the next headline up. Thank you, Jesus. Thousands of Ukrainian troops surrender to the Russians uh, via a radio channel. So the Russians uh, set up a radio channel, uh, and uh, it, and it, the word spread throughout the Ukraine war zone. And the uh, the Ukrainians were able to tune into that channel. You know, let's just play a game and say it's one five nine point one two point seven two seven, and they would go on there and they would tell the Russians, "We want to surrender. We want to surrender." So now thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Ukrainian soldiers on the front line are using that frequency. They're telling the Russians that they want to surrender, and then they come out of the brush. With their hands up, they throw their guns to the ground, and then they lay on their stomachs, and they allow the Russians to take them away, give them food, give them medical, take good care of them, because the Russians are doing just that. All right, the next headline up. Thank you, Jesus. Activist lawyers sue to keep Trump from, you know, even participating in the 2024 election at all and keeping him off the ballot altogether. No big surprises there. We heard that reported uh you know, a ways back. All right. More than 1 million people. Thank you, Jesus. 1 million people uh, gathered in the streets in Warsaw, Poland today. And let me tell you, they have a helicopter view of that. And I don't think I've seen so many people in the streets in my entire life. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Look it up on the internet. Look, you know, um, look. D- d- type in uh, opposition rally in Warsaw. These are people who are against the Ukraine. These are people who are against the um, LGBT drag queen homosexual uh, antichrist filthy animal that is trying to act on behalf of Satan directly. Uh, millions. I don't even know. They say one million, but how would you know, right? It's not like they punched a ticket, but it's a lot. I mean, it's like, man, it's it's like further than the eye can see. And it appears to be this image was taken. It appears to be approximately 3,000 feet in elevation. How could I know such a thing? Because I used to fly a lot. Okay? Maybe it's a little bit less, but I will tell you that is one big crowd. All right, next one up. 
Putin on the Blitz. Putin's top ally, Dmitry Medvedev, warns of World War III if United Kingdom troops are sent to the Ukraine and says that they would be immediately destroyed. Well, guess what? The United Kingdom is, in fact, sending soldiers to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And Medvedev and Putin and Sogu and the entire Russian Federation leadership know as a fact that the United Kingdom government is sending them. What that means is even if they pretend to be mercenaries, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. To Putin, Medvedev, and and I've heard people pronounce his name some funky and Medvedev, and I'm like, it's like Kiev, man. Kiev will always be Kiev to me. Homie ain't playing no Kiev game, okay? I like I said, I'm an amateur extra glass radio operator. I have been the vast majority of the last half of my life. I I've talked to people all over the world using Morse code with you know amateur radio, and it's been Kiev as long as I can remember, and. Uh, you know, so anyway, it's going to be Kiev until the day I die. I will never say Kiev. Oops, I said it. Ah, doggone it. Uh, uh, anyway, whatever. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, folks. All I can tell you is this. It's the same thing I told you when I did the trumpet fanfare. Okay? I don't know. And what we don't know is when, you know, is our God going to inject judgments? What happened to the Cascadia subduction zone, guys? What about that lady? What was her name? I can't remember. Linda or something like that. I got to go back and look it up. She was such a sweet lady. And she came on and said the Lord gave her. She saw it. She saw, you know, some kind of a vision or whatever. I don't know if she actually saw the Cascadia collapsing or whatever, but she came on the program and she said that the Lord told her that that was the next major judgment. But that was that was like two years ago, maybe three years ago. I don't know what's going on. We know we got the Cascadia. We know we got. A lot of stuff queued up. Just a lot of stuff queued up. Whatever happened to the bombing of the Fort Al facility by the Israeli Air Force, the IAF? What about the fact that, that uh, you know, Israel has been using F-35 stealth systems to do sorties and fly into Iran to see if the Russian and Iranian air defense systems would even see the F-35s, and their determination was that they did not see the F-35s coming. They ran multiple sorties to test, and the test passed. So where's the attack with the tactical nukes on Fort Al? Where's the attack of North Korea sinking the United States aircraft carrier and attacking Seoul? Is it all going to be orchestrated? Is it all going to happen at the same time? Is it going to happen after the barley harvest occurs and the big copper ball sphere-shaped mothership shows up in the sky? We don't know. But I will say this in closing. We are really something. Man, I cannot, I can't doom scroll. I don't care where it is. 
My phone is set up as a radio show apocalyptic information collection device. It is. I have every known version of social media, every known version, Telegram, you name it, multiple channels. I, I can't outfit it anymore with more stuff. There, It's not that I don't have the room. It's just that I already have it all. So, it, like I said, it's an apocalyptic information collection machine. And I'm telling you, folks, I don't – I can't enumerate everything discreetly. But what I can tell you is I have a very strong impression that we are very – very close. I know that's ambiguous, but believe you me, our time is short to get ready. Seek the Lord, pray for the lost, pray for each other, and do not miss. In Jesus' name I pray for all of you, and I do. Amen.